Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! Listening to the Robin Slim Show with Rob. Honey, I touched the kid. Slim. I'm a dirty kid touching. Internet radio's finest. I am Trump, a smart guy. So good clothes. I'm Macy's line. This kid is cool. And I am fly. We're good friends, Kim and I. Cause my dick's a good size Kim Jong-un's amazing guy His small dick Smaller than mine We're good friends Kim and I Kim and I'm the I. new Kim Jong I'm the head of the tribe Drop a new career bomb I'm the head of the tide There could be just one Korea at a time What's how Korea get the idea Oh, will one of us die? Huh? I am child of Kim Jong Hitler You tell me no bro shit up You know sit where I wanna bro up China and fuck Tibet. No Korea war where we get my dick wet. There is hunger. My people all suffer. No dog ref what we eat for supper. We need the kimchi. All we eat is rubber. Hand over your dog or we gonna have trouble. Got ten tanks. I fire your ten brakes. I want all your food and the head of Tom Hanks. Everyone will know Kim Jong doesn't break game. Throw the whole fucking world up. Nordstrom and Best Buy. Fuck J. Crew, Calvin Klein. Wear my shit or you will die. I met this kid, he seems nice, kinda tough. He beats his wife, I'll show him a good time. We're good friends, Kim and I. Kim and I. I Kim Jong, I give you a bit advice. You all die if I know, get a bit of rice. I'm from Japan, so you know I cook karate strikes. Kung Fu punch with the remen and a bit of ice. No, you ever forget it, boy. I get drunk while watching The Incredibles. Kingdom, why you no girl set a bars? You're fired. That's not a metaphor. Get on the ground, bitch. Fun time over. It's going down, bitch. Yarrow October. Goodbye, Rosandry. Four City Encrosure. It's getting radiation. Shut. You want to exposure? We do drag together. We eat pug together. Here come Korean winter. It's not good weather, you know? Ching Chong, it's Kim Jong, bitch. On his short form. I am Trump, I'm a smart guy, the smartest one, I never lie, people say, Donald, why, are you so smart, you're always right, I just came, here by fly, to meet this boy, this amazing guy, he's a good kid, please buy my tie, we're good friends, Kim and I, Kim and I. Friends, Kim and I. Hope you all wanna die. Here we go. I'ma drop atom bomb on you and tear up your country. I swear, I'ma bomb you if you 
hurricanes I'll reach a part of you Buy my suit, buy my tie, buy my shoes, buy my stuff I got the greatest stuff ever, I told you I'm gay We friend, I know Obama you Do you write Korean barbecue? I don't get drunk, I don't get high I just tell losers that eat rice What to do? I'm in charge I run shit it is nice. Kim Jong-il was a bad guy, but his son none. He seems nice. Buy my shit, it's in style. We're good friends. Kim and I, Kim and I. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boonah. The time that we will spend together, baby, will be fucking amazing. <laughs> What's going on? I love on, that dude? one. What's That's up, man? It's a classic. It's a classic. I was on uh, Spicoli TV the other night. It was a great time. Definitely check that out. I think uh, SpicoliTV.com. I don't know, on Twitter. I think it's just Spicoli TV. Cool, They're cool. awesome. Uh, the time before that, I had planned a call. I'd fell asleep. So I never made it that time. And then out of the blue, he asked if I'd come on. I think the week before, but then he didn't feel well and didn't do the show. So then I just went on this past, I think Friday was. Is it uh, It's Spicoli and his son he does it with? or No, it's his co-host. Oh, uh, okay. I think his son does the show sometimes, but... Is his close? Ah, Steve Coulter had messaged me uh, after the show last week. He forgot he, he felt uh, bad. He forgot to mention a show that had just premiered. He's going to be in uh, towards the end of the or later in the season. It's a TV series uh, for the Purge on USA. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> and he said his character shows up later in the season. So yeah. I was like, "Yeah, dude, no problem. I'll mention it when we start next week, and uh, we'll have you on again soon enough. I'm sure." That sounds cool, because I, I always kind of like the concept of The Purge. I was never too crazy about the movies, but I'm interested to like, see how it folds purging. out. Look Who's Purging. Yeah, two? that was... was it Look Who's Purging 2? Was that what it was called? Uh, I don't, look I don't think he had was... a number on it. It might have just been No, look I think T.O.O., though. Oh, I don't okay, know. I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But I have something later from him, which is good. Awesome. And then uh, I didn't even know you said it was a fan. I thought it was just Eminem dissing uh, Machine Gun Kelly. But you said it was a fan of it. Yeah, that yep, shit was nasty. Fan. Yeah, I thought because um, I listened to it too, and I was like, man, fucking M's killing this guy. Well, and then I, I started reading. The voice was a little off, but I thought M was just doing shit like when he was because he there's one verse he raps as Machine Gun Kelly like high on codeine and like crashing into a fucking building. <laughs> that was amazing. It's amazing. So the lines were amazing. It was fire. It, 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 yeah, nasty um, as fuck. And uh, but then yeah, no, uh, I didn't know. And I did. Yeah. I always close the YouTube I, videos before the ends because, because uh, you said at the end it finally said it. Um, but yeah, I, I was always showing you like the next video that's gonna play, and I always yeah. close it out before I go on like a YouTube spiral of shit. Yeah, I didn't. I, I listened to it, and I didn't actually see the end first. I read the comments, and people mm. were making fun of one kid because one guy was like, "Oh, fucking uh, M sucks. He this this rap is shit." And people are like, "Dude, it's a fan. It's not even really." Yeah, it was like, It was amazing, <laughs> and it was fucking, great. Yeah, we slaughtered him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fucking great. I figure later if we have time, 
play it or something. And then I had you uh, listen to uh, uh, oh, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly's diss time because you hadn't listened to that yet. It was garbage. <laughs> it was shit. It was like a little bitch. Yeah. I like how you said that he's like, he's acting all tough and coming at him hard, but he's like nothing. He's like a fucking stick and he just looks <laughs> like a pussy. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. He's got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, fuck, what else? Anything? Uh, blah blah blah. I know I got the writer reacts, but I figured uh, if there was anything else I had before. Oh yeah, check her uh, new poll out too. It's fucking amazing. She did a uh, cosplay. Like, who's oh, your favorite okay, cool. character? Uh, it's uh, is she, she does... cosplaying at, at something or? No, no. She just it's just she tweeted just finished watching Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, which do you, do you, which of the following do you find to be the sexiest anime characters? Uh, right now, Lust is winning from Full Metal. She put in uh. This one chick, I don't even know, but she's fucking sexy as fuck. Uh, Yoko, I gotta go up for that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yoko Littner from Gurren Lagan. I never saw it, but the chick yeah, is sexy I, as fuck. Yeah, I'm familiar like, with the series. I've never seen people it. People were tweeting how, how sexy she was, and uh, she put Lost from Full Metal. Kaine from the video game Nier, which is like an anime video game. Nier Automata? I've no, heard it's really good. that's oh. the second one. Okay. The original one was just Nier, and she's fucking sexy as fuck. And uh, Ray. I say it, Ayanami from Neon Genesis Evangeli- Evangelion. She's the, like, tiny girl with blue hair, was that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yep. And right now, Lust is winning. Kaine is sexy as fuck. That's my favorite, but she's in second. And uh, I think Yoko's third. And Rei is in last, but they're all sexy as fuck. And then she put pictures of other characters and the uh, and girls, like, cosplaying. Because she always put pictures with the pole, so it's fucking cool. That's a uh, flirt rider, flirt rider doll on uh, Twitter. Nice. Um, what else you do? Uh, nothing really, man. Uh, no, nothing, nothing exciting. No. Yeah, I'm watching Sopranos still. That's about oh. it. Oh. Yeah. I'm like on the fifth season of that. So. Well, how many were there altogether? Six. Yeah. It's a really good show. It's really well done. <laughs> like I was telling uh, when we were talking to Steve. I think it did really set the precedent for, for like, how TV is now. Like, you can see the influences of things like uh, Breaking yeah. Bad and stuff like that. I remember that. everybody was, like, fucking bonkers for the show. I just never... Like, usually if I didn't start from the beginning, I never got into it after that. I never watched that. I never watched uh, Breaking Bad, which I think I'm going to do that. One of the next ones I binge is probably going to be that. I think you'll um, like Sopranos more because it's, it takes place in North Jersey and they're all yeah. Italian guys. It's like the Italian mafia. But like Tony Soprano is like also a, a normal, uh, I gotta shut doing? that fucking shit off. I don't know. That started happening over Hitler? What does it say? <laughs> Hunter? Oh. Yo, man, are you getting I, messages? Oh, yeah, somebody's like messaging me. I'm not gonna read his oh. message on the line. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I read Hitler's shut, message. Uh, notifications off Share with the class. last week, but it started doing that over the summer where Facebook... Now, whenever I get a fucking Facebook message, it makes this huge I don't get that ding, shit. and I can't seem to turn it off. It actually sounded like it was coming from my speakers, so I think if I shut my speakers off, we won't we won't hear it. I shut the whole show down. That's obnoxious. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. Yeah. Goddamn. I'd rather hear myself chewing. That is more pleasant. Than Fuck poop. yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what other messages you got? Read all your messages. Read Hitler's Hunter's message. All right, I'll read it. No, now, now I'm kind of curious. I don't even want to fucking know. <laughs> right. It's gonna be awful. I haven't. That's a kid I haven't heard from, from in like four or five years. So I'm no clue. Where'd he go? Uh, he moved to Korea? Ohio. Oh, yeah. yeah good. Stay out there. <laughs> right. Stay out there. 
Maybe he'll call out of the blue and tell us he's getting married. <laughs> like everyone was waiting to hear that. Holy fuck. You know what, uh... Holy shit. Get excited when people tell you they're getting married? Just, yeah, call randomly. <laughs> Again, with nothing show-related. I'm getting married. I'm great. I'll you, play a... Are you guys new at this? Rider reacts, yeah. <laughs> like that one, too. It's your first day. It's your first Or something. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Still, like, yeah, f people that have been on, people that listen, yeah, no, you, you just, uh, yeah, it says calling now. If you got something that goes along with what we're talking about. Yeah, that a, should be a given. It's not like, just a how do you do. Like, are you Fucking people just not familiar with oh, radio at all? <laughs> Holy Yeah, I don't think shit. we, I think maybe one time out of the five years that we've been doing this had somebody actually called mm, and said, oh, you guys were talking about this and I, want, I had a story that goes along with that. But yeah. so many of them have just been like, oh, what's up, guys? It's like, Durr. we're in the middle of a hey, fucking everybody. conversation. You, you want me to call, right? <laughs> yeah. No, not it's for just, that. Just call. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Holy fuck. Just like you weren't. One time listener, <laughs> I got a new writer. Now it's time for writer reacts to Urban Dick. Everybody, this is Ryder Doll, and I'm here for this season's first episode of Ryder Reacts to Urban Dictionary. So let's jump right in. Tonight's word from UrbanDictionary.com is free bleeding. Free bleeding is a noun spelled F-R-E-E-B-L-E-E. -E D I N G. Have you heard Our of this? Our first no. definition oh, miserable. is free bleeding is an unsettling feminist trend. I knew. Feminine hygiene products. That's horrific. And oh, instead yuck. let blood flow freely from their uterus <laughs> and down their legs. <laughs> Do you like. The logic behind she... is that tampons are a male created product. <laughs> themselves right what? definition number two what? when a woman is menstruating <laughs> and chooses to not wear a tampon or pad because it's made by men now i'm going to share some <laughs> sentences using the term free bleeding <laughs> sentence number one my aunt decided to try free bleeding now i refuse to sit on her furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Hey, can you hand me my free bleeding blanket? Aww, that is gross. And sentence or scenario. I like Number this one three. Too. Person number one. Hey, did you see the girl at the farmer's market with the pit hair? Person number two. Totally, dude. Did you notice the blood on her legs? It looked like someone stabbed her cooter with a letter opener. Person number one. 
goddamn free bleeders. Oh. <laughs> right, like that's it. Like people are gonna so, fucking see it. Yeah. Here we are. There is a thing though. She goes into it. Welcome like, there's a to reality, guys. Oh, just still <laughs> was it made by women men? bleed uh, probably out of their vagina. <laughs> probably some bitch. It's a fact. Probably some dumb bitch. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's a completely natural thing for a woman to get her period. But there is Some guys this like movement that. taking like that place. That we used to work with, Dirty Brian. Primarily with very extreme liberal feminists. Yep. Um, and I want to point out that it isn't all liberal women. It isn't all women who are feminists. Because, for instance, I am both liberal and I consider myself a feminist. Which simply means that you believe in a woman having the same rights as a man I don't believe in free bleeding I think it's straight up <laughs> nasty it and so to me it is not act. sanitary oh. it is um, taking something that is a natural thing but almost like in this weird um, rebellious way you're exposing other people yeah to basically a bodily fluid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's that, not yeah. sanitary. It's really it's disgusting. Worse. It's really rude. It's really disrespectful. You're not even allowed to bleed in uh, wrestling I, I anymore because of that. I don't understand what is wrong with women who, in their minds, have convinced themselves <laughs> that men created tampons so a woman is raping herself like the first definition yeah. here and obviously this is coming from urban dictionary but yeah. there right. is this it's anger really of the patriarchy tricking which are the men evil you know, men tricking male you yeah. society and there is <laughs> i got you to stick something in your vagina like i should like i was like 16 women. Women. <laughs> just get that fucking shit out of here and be putting it inside themselves but in reality like it's practical for a girl <laughs> who has her period like it's practical it is better than a pad those are like you're wearing a diaper <laughs> not like a cute for your not guns. cute at all <laughs> and the alternative methods are the ones that in my generation now like college age women is also something that really disturbs me. Yeah. And I know this makes me bad feminist. <laughs> bad, bad, bad writer. <laughs> it's called a menstrual cup. There's a cup, bro. <laughs> I put pictures in a group. So, I think I did see those, yeah. Free bleeding is like not using anything to catch the blood. Wait, they can't use pads either, um, though? And I think you all know what a tampon is. Men. It's like. Oh, we gotta come up with something new. Some like, whole new thing. It's like 40 you bucks. You stick it up in your pussy, and when you pull the applicator out, like the cotton expands naturally inside you and it catches all the blood. And then like, obviously a pad is something that you put on your panties and it catches all the blood. Yeah, what was wrong with the pad? But yeah, that's, that's, that's basically bleeding. Menstrual you can't cup. say that you're raping yourself. Um, with that. The most popular one is, a, is the diva cup. And it goes inside some you. friends who use it. It's like a It's basically a little based. silicone cup. Okay. <laughs> and, but you have to do, it's like, it's like an oval shaped cup with the opening at the top. And you um, 
are apparently supposed to. I've never tried it, and I never will because I oh, like a bulb syringe. You're supposed to <laughs> squeeze it with your fingers, <laughs> and then you guys stick it up inside you. So you're like, still you raping yourself, all, right? Like, but it maybe because right. it wasn't made a by a woman. And it's got a flower so on it. Yeah, opens you're being up raped by a woman. Squeeze the silicone together. It opens up and um kind of suctions to your uterine walls, I guess. And while you're bleeding, you're on your period, um, <laughs> all the blood goes into the cup. Got my blood cup. So it goes into the cup. And then um, <laughs> you have to empty the cup, which means you got to stick your fingers back up inside <laughs> your vagina. Yes. And you have to pull this suction cup with the blood. filled with blood oh. out of your pussy. What if it's like all over Somehow, forward? without spilling it all over the place. <laughs> I'm... I have a tendency to be kind of clumsy sometimes. I know that oh. I would like get it all over my shoes or all that over shit the, on the rug or something. It's so oh. nasty and disgusting. Drop it on the cat. <laughs> um, like I have friends who use this diva cup, and I've asked them, like, you just like pull it out, and then what? And they're like, yeah, you just then you like rinse it out in the sink. Oh. And I said, like, well, what if you're in a public restroom? Yes, yes. Like, Somebody's yeah. dumping that out. While you're washing your hands next to them. Oh, that's toilet. fucking gross. Wash it out in the sink. Right. I'm a little like OCD gonna be about residual left type stuff. In the sink. It bothers me thinking oh. about. And the smell. Yeah. Like, into oh. a public women's restroom. Like a bag and of dirty pennies. Seeing some chick cleaning out her little bloody period cup. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that. Oh. Just because I'm another woman. Awful. Doesn't mean... It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense you know why you would do that. That makes dollars. Wait. It's forty dollars. Yeah, that's fucking <sighs> And there's two Good of them. marketing, I, I guess. Know. What's the second one I'm for? Like extra chunky? I'm a millennial. Like, I'm a millennial. Do they have like one for the morning after pill? Like a the cunt lady. bucket? <laughs> it's like you just wear this bucket on. on your waist. Okay, a man invented the tampon. <laughs> Fuck. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, God. Yeah. About how I can wear cute pair of pants if I have my period. Still wear a fucking thong. With something like a pad, you're wearing a diaper. With something like a cup, <laughs> you're just gonna spill it all over yourself. It like fills up and it looks blood. like you got a ball bag. Um, oh. and it's just sticking yeah, out of you. You would have to show, especially like a girl wearing like yoga and pants or something. Basically, no one's gonna ever go near you anyway because you just got blood running down your leg you got a out of your pussy. Fucking period at least cup once a month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so verdict on free bleeding. You're disgusting. <laughs> Come at me, yes. fucking feminist. Fucking terrible. Thank you, Ryan. Come the fuck at me. <laughs> I am all for women's rights. I understand that we live in a male-dominated society and that it's problematic in many ways. <laughs> but not but that. I also know the solution to fighting that is not bleeding all over yourself like a fucking monster. So... Stick that fucking piece of cotton up your pussy and get to business. Stop being disgusting. Savages. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I have to do Slambo is here for this. He's yes. so angry. The third, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the third the... sentence slash scenario when the guy says, um, hey, guy number one says, Hey, did you see the girl at the farmer's market with the pit hair? <laughs> the other guy's like, yeah. Did you notice the blood in her legs? Someone stabbed her cooter with a letter opener. And then they say, like, goddamn free bleeders. I just want to say, like, 
whoever came up with that scenario like was on point because dead on yes that's and what I, I thought when, she, when I first listened I know. the first time I'm already becoming the feminist enemy by this <laughs> by doing this rider reacts so I'm just gonna say it it would be some girl who be doesn't shave her pits that's free bleeding all over her stupid thighs <laughs> You don't care about your cleanliness and your <laughs> um, personal hygiene enough to let blood flow out of your vagina onto your legs. You're probably of the same breed of creature who's going to let your pit hair grow out and get all curly and nasty. <laughs> and you're probably yeah. really, really fat. <laughs> I'm judgmental. I'm a judgmental bitch sometimes. Should be rider. I like no body hair in a girl. <laughs> I like a girl who can handle her business with her period by putting a cute little tampon up in there and just not letting anyone else have to worry about it. <laughs> All right. So this is Ryder. I hope none of your wives or girlfriends free bleed, but if they do, make sure you give them their little fucking blanket and <laughs> create some distance and give me a call on Night Flirt, and we'll have some fun. That has nothing to do with this disgusting, horrific topic. <laughs> Visit me on RiderDoll.com and on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll. Talk soon. Thanks, Ryder. Yeah, that shit's nasty. Yeah. That was like that dirty Brian bastard that we used to work with with his fucking wife that was the size of a small planet. And he would <laughs> brag about eating her out on her fucking period. And oh, like, that's just fucking And, and it would be like on break with like everybody around. Like, shut the fuck up, you ghoul. Yeah, like, oh, and he would just start making like slurping noises and act all uh-huh. happy about it. He was a fucking, he is a piece of shit. If he's still alive, who knows? A real scumbag. Wasn't he the same kid that said he he like called his girl like getting fucked by getting another guy? And like I said, she was a huge fucking like ginormous cunt uh, of a beast. And uh, yeah, caught her at a party with some other dude fucking her in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was all upset. I'm like, bro, two guys want to fuck her? What the fuck? <laughs> dude, she's like, yeah. she got one curve and it's just a fucking like giant circle. Disgusting. <laughs> fuck. She's a fucking beast. I was thinking like 400 pounds about at least. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even five. She's a fucking big fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I was thinking of the, the flea bleeding, like the girls that don't use anything at all. Like, aren't you just fucking ruining your clothes? Because are you like wearing the same pair of fucking underwear that you bled all over? One white pair of pants you bleach? Like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> right. And shows more? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a fucking dumb fucking bitch that would do that. Fuck. If you're fat and you do it, hit up Dirty Brian. He's somewhere in a fucking halfway house near you. <laughs> Fuck. Dirty Brian. Just, uh, just Google Dirty Brian. I'm sure you'll find him. How else are you going to find him? <laughs> I got to tell you something after the break. Uh, uh, during the break, not after the break. We're on break now. We'll be back. We'll be back with uh, Drissings. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's what the fans have been waiting hey for. Hey, guys. It's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night 
or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on riderdoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on riderdoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll get inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. You are listening to The Robin Slim Show. Always remember, during an ass rape, use the force. Oh, what's going on? You got the Drizz Sings? Yo, I've always got the Drizz Sings. Yeah. So, uh, the intro. That was, a, that was a good one. Everybody That's... kept asking me to do this. I was uh, I was waiting, though. I, I figured I'd save it. And the yeah. time is right, I feel. I feel the time is fucking right. Drizz Sings the hits. And now it's time for Drizz Sings the hits. Smash Mouth, All-Star. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking to the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And all that glitter is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. It's a cool place, and they say it gets colder. You're bundled up now, wait till you get older. But the meteor men beg to differ. Judging by the hole in the satellite picture, the ice was skate is getting pretty thin. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it, and I never get bored. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, and go play. Hey now. You're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. 
All that glitter is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. On get paid. And all that glitter is gold. Only shooting stars. Somebody once asked if I could spare some change for gas. I need them to get myself away from this place. I said, yup, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself. And we could all use a little change. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking to the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go, go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And all that glitter is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. And all that glitter is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. Yeah. Y'all, was that good? No. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst lyrics. <laughs> they are <sense>. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. It's so hard to, like... Because I was trying not to, like, sing the song, but it's such a fucking... <laughs> like, you just get into the rhythm, and I was trying so hard not to get into the rhythm, to just, like, do it like the Driz, just mm. as he usually talks, sings songs, or whatever it is. As horrible as the Driz normally performs. <laughs> yeah. you, keep, well, you didn't want to set anything higher than... Exactly. Than <laughs> that was good. Oh, my God. I was, I don't know, it was definitely not as bad as that fucking Summer Girls lyrics, holy shit. What are the Summer Girls lyrics? You did it like on this, on the extra show for my dad. Oh, that okay, yeah. Song. Oh my god, so douchey. And it kind of like, it had come on the radio, like, over the summer, and like, oh yeah, something like, oh god, I was like, I forgot how horrible that was. <laughs> mm. It's a good pizza, they should sponsor us, where the fuck is it? Uh, right down the road. Get him. That's uh, Naples. Tell him every week. Get us pizzas and we'll fucking talk about you. Yeah, that seems like a good deal. Mm. I'll, I'll call him. We can call him right now. No. <laughs> we got too many rapes. <clears throat> TMR. Too many rapes. Lost in rapes. Ah, oh, space crabs too. They're back. And they're coming for you. Ah, you got the script? Uh, yep, ready to sweet. go. I'm getting mine. Let me get mine, bro. I gotta scroll up. All right. Sweet. After barely escaping the space crabs last week, Phantom Bona isn't feeling too well. He goes to see the ship's newly appointed physician, Daxter Cockman. <laughs> Lost in Rapes. After decimating up the Too Many Rapes Penitentiary, the city of Rapesville, and the entire planet Earth, a giant beam of light shot Frankie Tube Stakes, Doc Rapenstein, Brian Rioni, The Driz, 
the warden, Daxter Coxman, and the teenage mutant ninja gerbils up into a UFO, hovering above where the planet once stood. This is their one and only chance to fix everything. They are Lost in Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yo, yo, yo. Baxter, I don't feel too good. Yeah. Well, the Drizz, I'm not really a doctor. I was just an orderly who raped Brian for a year when he was in a coma. But I'll see what I could do. I go by Phantom Boner now, motherfucker. Ever since I got my sweet Phantom Boner powers after dying and coming back to life, I rose again. Yeah. Doc? I think I might be pregnant. Look at my stomach. That shit has gotten swollen as fuck. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, you asshole. I'm gonna put you to sleep with some gas to induce a rape coma, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of things. Meanwhile, on the bridge... Uh, uh, spaceship, you sexy little thing. How many more of these crystals do we need to perform the time jump? Let's see, Frankie. It looks like about 13 more will have enough power to sustain us for the time jump. It looks like we'll have plenty more time to spend together. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, baby. I'll have plenty of time to play with all your inputs. Fuck yeah, Frankie. Make sure you pay special attention to the one in the rear. You know it, sexy. That's daddy's favorite hole. Oh, Captain, we'll have to finish this later. I'm picking up a cock blocker on the sensors entering the bridge in three, two, one. Captain, something's really been bothering me. Everyone has a role on here except for me. And sometimes, I feel upstaged by that asshole Phantom Boner. Who the fuck is Phantom Boner and what the fuck are you talking about, you piece of shit? I was in the middle of some really important stuff with the spaceship before you barged in here unannounced. And what kind of title do you want? At the end of the day, you'll still just be a drug-addicted rapist. Hmm, I don't know, Frankie. Maybe I can be special ops or something. All right, I'll make you a junior cadet in training for now. Uh, just don't let me down, you worthless cunt. I won't let you down, Captain. I'm gonna go start my new duties right away. Junior Cadet Roni, out! Jesus fucking Christ. I thought he was never going to leave us alone, Captain Tube Stakes. Uh, you just... You just gotta know how to handle these fuckers, darling. That's not even a real rank in the rape force. I just made that shit up. Now I can yell at him a lot more, though, and be even shittier, shittier to him than I already was. It's such a turn-on. How smart you are, Frankie. Uh, stick with me, kid. You'll go far. 
After performing hours of rape coma tests, Daxter finally brings Phantom Boner back to consciousness. Well, well, Phantom Boner, uh, or whatever the fuck you're calling yourself now, it appears you were kind of right. Even a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> That's right, motherfucker. I know all about time and shit. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, you fucking bird-brained homunculi. One of the space crabs impregnated you last week. There are thousands of larvae inside you, and they're all going to hatch if we don't take care of this problem. I'm scheduling an abortion for you in the morning. What the fuck, Doc? Phantom Boner is pro-life, you piece of dog shit. Yeah. Yo. Let me tell you about a little thing called life. That's the greatest thing you can ever have. Like when you when in life, you're alive. You're like the fucking living. So when you inject some sperm into a hot little thing, don't kill it. Let it live. Because even when it's inside her belly, it's living. And life is awesome. And it's enjoying life. Yeah. Fucking pro-life. Holy yeah. shit, I hate you, motherfucker. There's no other way to deal with this. If, if you're not going to get an abortion in the morning, I'm going to have to have your body incinerated, you cunt. That's all good. Just do that shit right now. I thought about it, and I'd never be able to afford that much child support. <laughs> That's too many rapes. That was awesome. <laughs> I figured since uh, this worthless piece of shit is going back to school, we don't have his shit anymore. His fucking bedtime stories and all that shit. But uh, I don't know if anyone want to learn to be a voice actor like like you, me, Ryder, or even that piece of shit when he's here. I got a video. Oh, all right. For you to play. It's uh, should be towards the top. Justin Roiland, who voices Rick and Morty. Awesome. He's got voiceover tips, so pay attention to this shit. This is exciting. Uh, this is what we've been doing for years. We put a lot into this. Hey, I'm hotshot voice actor Justin Roiland. Fuck if you yeah, want to be a is. cool <laughs> dude or girl like me, <laughs> then check out my tips for voice acting success. Tip number one, soothe your throat. I like to take a little bit of green tea fresh off the presses. Got to make sure it's nice and cool to the... You don't want to burn your mouth. So give it a little blow before you drink. Just a little... We do all of this. Just a little bit of yes. a blow there. Tip two, stretch your mouth. So you're going to want to really stretch out your mouth... Get your get your uh, lips nice and limber. If you can if you can spare the time, it's well time well spent. You know, and listen, these tips are important, but not too important to respond to texts. 
tip three, enter the mind of your character. What you want to do here is just print out a piece of paper that has the characters <laughs> printed out on it, and then just stare at the paper. Just stare at it for a while, point at it. It's technically just just paper. It's just a tree that was killed and shaved into a bunch of pieces of fucking paper. We're killing the planet. Tip number four, loosen up. So just take a minute, pet your pups if you got some. If you don't, go rescue some pups and pet them. They'll lick your hand. You gotta Get high fives from them. If you can do that, not all of not all uh, little dogs little will do this, sweater. but if they do, if your little dogs do, then definitely get some high fives. You know, lay down, put the dogs <laughs> on top of you. The weight uh, and and the way that their weight is distributed through their little tiny legs, the pressure, the weight of their little paws pushing against your body, it actually relaxes you, helps you get into the mind of, mindset of the character you're going to be performing. Go rescue a couple of dogs <laughs> and make sure that you take care of them if you give them a lot of love. Uh, otherwise, this Part won't work. Take five. Have a sip of Hennessy. So before you go into any booth, just a tiny splash of Hennessy, just a little bit. It's it's hard. It's strong. Ooh, that stuff is good cognac. Um, sometimes a sip is not enough. Sometimes you need to kind of push it a little further to really capture the, the the character that you that you're portraying and playing. So if you're able to, Holy you know, shit. I highly recommend that you just guzzle down a cup. And now the moment of truth. Let's see how the old pipes sound. Hey, hey, Rick. Help me. Help me, Rick. Oh, Marty. <coughs> oh, Marty. Help me, Marty. Help me, Rick. Help me, Rick. Perfect. Yeah, see? Follow my tips. And you'll shoot right like a rocket to the top of the stars. I'll see you on the next time. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> that was awesome. Those are. That's the best thing you could do, motherfuckers. Is there any information on when we're getting another Rick and Morty? I know I, he announced. I it was like the, is it the winter. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. My buddy Kevin had told me a couple times because I never remember, so I asked him all the time. But I think it's like the winter. December or January. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So, hopefully soon. Definitely need some more. I figured they would have had some in the vault, though, ready to go. I yeah, know. I thought we would have got... Because, like, last season, last they season, did, like, yeah, the surprise like episode. More shit. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, the season before, they did that, yeah, the surprise uh, April Fool's uh, episode, which is great. But, yeah, I guess they just fucking didn't, didn't do that shit. But, uh, yeah. That's it. We got nothing else. Got a break. All right. We'll be back with Drizzle News. Got some great stories for both. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone, and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at flirtriderdoll, and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show. I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. This is horror author Isaac Thorne. 
Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting for you. Enjoy the ride. This, 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 this is Hollywood actor Steve <laughs> Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Robin Slim. Nice. What's the drizzle news? I need to get that music up. I should have drank more Hennessy. Uh, here we go. Open it in this one. Come on, you fuck. Here we go. <laughs> what? what happened? <laughs> Drizzle news. <laughs> Here, yeah. Uh, uh, is that all of them? Like, no, expanded? there's more. Uh, that's expanded. Um, let's see. That was the one I was laughing at. Yeah, that one's good. There's, they're all really good this week. Um, animal. <laughs> wow. Animal. And Holy I guess Florida. Because that's always good shit. Right? And now uh, Walmart, just, they're all amazing. Yeah. Open that one just in case. Uh, I guess put that third. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we have fast food, animal. Mm. And then Walmart, Walmart, I guess. Walmart, yeah, and then maybe Florida if we yeah. feel like it. <sighs> they're right. Yeah, they're up. worker threw hot grease on a customer during an argument over the wrong order, police said. Yeah, I bet it fucking burned. Have you ever drizzled hot grease on anybody, Driz? Yeah. Philadelphia! Philadelphia police have charged a fast food worker who they say threw hot grease on a customer during an argument. Authorities said the incident happened about 3 a.m. Saturday. At a checkers in Southwest Philly, I love checkers. Don't you hate them, Driz? Yeah, no, I like checkers. I'm I pretty good at checkers. I thought they beat the fucking you out of you and uh, broke your uh, little drizz shack. Yeah, no, that, no, no, I play checkers with people and stuff. It's like a board game. Did you go with Bobby Lowen to that uh, tournament? <laughs> Police say three women in a restaurant drive through window received the wrong order and they were pissed. <laughs> These women told police in an argument it ensued after the female employee refused to change order. Police said the employee threw containers of hot grease at the women. The driver was taken to the hospital with first degree burns for the win while the other two women were treated at the scene. They didn't have as much burns, right, Driz? Yeah, yeah, what does take place at those fast food restaurant or What do you drizzle on a bitch that has burns like that? More fucking hot oil. 
Yeah, more fucking grease. Police have charged the employee with multiple offenses, including aggravated assault for the win. A checker spokesperson said we're gonna burn all of our customers like that. Yeah, they should have just came to Drizzle Bees. You expect that fucking shit at Drizzle Bees. Well, yeah. you don't got the food there, you asshole. They gotta get the food of checkers and then come get you the shit drizzled on them. Yeah, so I, you do. Stop acting like you're better than the checkers. Yeah, I don't cook shit, but I keep some hot grease around just to throw our customers. All right, you want you yeah. just want to get burned? You go to Drizzle Bees. Yeah. Love the burn victims. Anything else in there, Driz? You ever drizzle Vaseline on a burn victim? That's what you drizzle on them, you asshole. You don't throw more oil on them. Nah, you put fucking grease on them, more hot grease. Ah, uh, you got a good point there, Driz. You got a good point. Yeah, it helps the burns. <laughs> Holy fuck. What a bitch. What a piece of shit. That's... She fucked up and then threw grease on the bitch. Yeah. Wow. Good job, checkers. Wow. Oh, okay, it was a checkers. All right. Animal Sanctuary owner says she was targeted in a zookeeper's murder for higher plots. Is that the zookeeper? Maybe he wanted to kill her because he wanted a new hair. Maybe he wanted to take her hair, Driz. You ever think about that? Yeah. That fucking Driz? Yeah, I always him. think about like hair like that. The he fucking didn't steal awesome that bitch's hair. hair. Look at it. He's got a rocket head of hair, though, doesn't he? Look yeah. at all those earrings. Yeah, I want to grow my hair like that and dye up blonde and shit. Who doesn't? And grow a fucking sweet-ass mustache well, why like do you that? start staring at this guy and show me the story, you fucking bag of shit? <laughs> I'm trying to read this shit here. A controversial zookeeper and former Oklahoma gubernatorial candidate was indicted for alleged murder for a higher scheme. And a Florida animal sanctuary founder says she was the intended victim and tend to bunga. Joseph Maldonado Passage best known as Joe Exotic, was indicted by a federal grand jury for allegedly trying to pay two different people to kill a Florida woman. The U.S. Department of Justice said in a news release on Friday, 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 he's also known under the names Joseph Allen Maldonado and Joseph Allen Vogel, Christian Vogel, Exotic formerly uh, on the GW. Aren't they a television series? Yeah, I thought they were like a television channel or something. That's what I mean. They got a whole channel and they got like Superman as a tween. Exotic Animal Memorial Park in Oklahoma Zoo. Now called Greater Winwood Exotic Animal Park. Current show owner Jeff Lowe bought the place and took over as CEO. But who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's fucked up because they changed the name but they kept Exotic. And that's just You never get rid of Exotic. He brings in the fucking Panthers. He brings all these fucking Panthers to the zoo, Trans. Don't you fucking talk back to me. You just mopped the animal shit like I hired you to do. The DOJ, who the fuck is DOJ? Is he like a DJ? Oh, he's an letter. He had a fucking doge. He's the doge. The, the doge that uh, is identified as exotics. Target was Jane Doe. What the fuck is going on here? But Carol Baskin found a big cat rescue in Tampa. Says it was her. She released a statement citing multiple threatening statements all over the place. An exotic He's being taken to court, Driz. Yeah. Are you going to go uh, testify for him? Yeah, of course I will. He's fucking exotic. Yeah. How's his hair? <laughs> Everything. Just the word exotic is repeated over and over. <laughs> Joe, like that Joe Exotic TV. You refer to him as exotic. <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck you, exotic. Get, a fuck, get that mullet shaved. Fuck. And it's like That's died. what you get for stealing Joe Exotic's zoo and keeping his fucking name in it. Yeah. Is that what it is? He just murders. He plans to murder you and then gets busted. Holy fuck. What's the next story? Oh, my God. 
Woman kills husband at a Walmart in front of three children. Cops say, "How else you gonna kill a man, right, Tris? They gotta yeah. get the kids something to look at. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, you gotta keep the kids entertained, and sometimes they like to see a guy get shot. Those kids get bored. You just gotta kill their dad right in front of them. Yeah. A woman met her estranged husband. That's what my mother did. Out of Louisiana Walmart, and then shot him dead in the presence of their three children. Police said Saturday. The victim died of a gunshot wound in the chest. Alexandria police said his name was withheld by police. Kayla Cote, Kayla Cunty, 31 of Alexandria, was charged with murder. What else would she be charged with, you dumb fucks? A report of a shot uh, fired sent officers to Walmart. Uh, in ex- Alexandria Sunday morning, police said, I don't know why they weren't at the Red Box. Isn't that Red Box pretty cool, Driz? Yeah, there's some fucking awesome movies at the Red Box. They some got good, some good like, deals in- at the Red Box. Yeah, some good independent films that you would never really see on like I Netflix think or Banks something. David movies in yeah. there. You can't get it nowhere else. You can only get it at the Red Box. Yeah. Those cops should have been there renting that. And then they could have been right there and they just responded right away. Maybe they could have saved that guy. Yeah, you can also go to the Driz Box. I, I got movies. What is the like- Driz- where's the Driz Box located? Outside of every Walmart. Yeah. The victim was identified as Cootie's husband, whom she was uh, meeting to exchange custody. That's a good exchange of custody and bullets, right, Tris? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta exchange them right in Walmart. A handoff of the children was taking place the outer, in the outer section of the parking lot, according to police. Three children, there were three children present at the time of the shooting. Police said none were injured for the win. Yeah, she wasn't naming for the kids. Yeah, you don't name yeah. for the kids, you have for your ex husband. Yeah. Fuck that guy. The husband was uh, given CPR when police arrived. And that's, uh, that's it to the story. Is he dead? Where is he? Yo, if he got, like, multiple gunshots, I don't think CPR is gonna save him. What if you drizzled on him fast enough? Couldn't you get his life yo, yo, back in order? Yeah, well, if you got the right kind of drizz to drizz... What kind of drugs do you drizz on that? Just the kind that seal up wounds. Morphine? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Fuck yeah. But you gotta drizz on it quick. Give and add, some... add a little bit of, like, hot grease. Give me some morphine the, uh, right now, drizz. The, gu- the gum wounds. No, grease, I, I want morphine. Yeah. How many uh, vats of liquid morphine are you hiding? A lot. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Yo, why would you do that? You fucking narc. <laughs> you're not giving me any. Quit being a bitch and give me some morphine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> Way to traumatize your children. Holy <laughs> Be fuck. mom of the year. <laughs> yeah. No, the stories are so good this week. I couldn't get enough of them. She looks happy. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Just pumping these out left and right. <laughs> Florida hairstylist with 17 aliases is charged with murdering a co-worker. Yeah. How do you get that many? Where does she need that yeah, many that's aliases? That's a lot of fucking names. You yeah. think she did it while she was cutting the hair and then she just put a mustache on and tried getting a haircut? Yo, I bet she did something like that. I'm Mr. Montawin. I need my sides trimmed. Uh, Florida hairstylist, who police say used more than a dozen fake names over the past uh, several years, have been charged with murder in connection to the disappearance of a co-worker, Kimberly Kessler, who has recently uh, been used the alias Jennifer Seibert. Wasn't that a bitch you were talking to, Driz? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, she was charged with uh, premeditated first-degree murder. The Nassau County Sheriff's Office said Friday, Friday, Friday. Please believe Kessler is the last person to, to see 30, 34 years young. Jolene Cummings. Maybe she didn't come in up, right? Maybe that's why she had to stab her. Maybe she was jealous of how many times that bitch came. Yeah, sometimes if somebody comes too much, you gotta kill him. Yeah, she yeah. killed old Cummy. 
Castle was already in jail on Grand Theft Charge after video surveillance. Uh, where'd you go, you know. scrolling bastard? <laughs> what the fuck? Now you got a video popping up? You're a real fucking asshole. They, where's the story? Where? Already in jail on Grand Theft Auto. Stop scrolling. It's a surveillance Carter abandoning Cummings. SUV in the parking lot of a Home Depot. And then anxiously walking around a gas station just waiting for a taxi. Sheriff Bill Leeper has said Kessler was arraigned on a phone by Friday. And the remains of the Duval County whatever the fuck. Leeper said Kessler was cooperating. Not cooperating. But they, they're gonna drizzle on a... Like this? Yeah. I believe people yeah, that's how you solve. that's how you solve every problem. Every situation you're all there and you just drizzle on. Hot grease and morphine. Yeah. Where is that fucking morphine? I would have been able to read that story better if you got me on morphine up. <laughs> Surveillance video. <laughs> Available. Next week. All right. <laughs> Celebrity shit. Um, uh-huh. I have no clue who Mac yeah, Miller I would do is. That one? Cause the Mac Miller? Yeah. Actually, I, I don't know who that is. He's dead. Okay. He's that's, a rapper. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> What else? Uh, Nikki. And what else? A lot of hip-hop. Uh, Young. Yeah, Young. Yeah, it's all hip-hop. It's a lot of hip-hop news. This is Slim Celebrity Gossiping News. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Mac Miller, DUI case to be dropped. Prosecutors making it official. That's so nice since he's dead. Yeah, like, like that's what? That's the least you could do. <laughs> like, fuck. Can you prosecute a dead guy? <laughs> like, is that even a thing? Mac Miller's death is forcing the L.A. City attorney to complete a legal formality, letting him off the hook in his DUI case. Wow. What else can you do? What are you still gonna? You still gonna have a trial with the fucking corpse there? <laughs> fucking dumbasses! Uh, yeah, I would think that would go away. I would think it would. Think it would just disappear after he died. Fuck. What else happened? Law enforcement sources tell TMZ. The city attorney's office will officially drop the charges against Mac. Fuck. He was supposed to be arraigned Tuesday in an L.A. Court Way to get out of that, Mac. <laughs> you really dodged a bullet there, bro. We're told he's been taken off the docket and official paperwork will be filed. Yeah, take it off the docket for real. Like, wow. <laughs> he was arrested at this drunk driving, I guess, and smashed into his G-Wagon. What's a G-Wagon? It's the Mac Miller wagon. I don't know. What's it's the video? It's pretty G. It's pretty, it's pretty OG. Probably uh, like an ad or something, right? Yeah. Well, read the story. <laughs> yeah, it's crashy. Uh, <laughs> G wagon. He walked away from the accident, but cops arrested him later after tracking him down at his home. So, when, how did he die? I think from a drug overdose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Died of an apparent overdose uh, last week. He was pronounced dead at the scene. He was 26. God rest your soul. <laughs> and, your, and your Jeep. <laughs> your Jeep. Your G-Wagon. <laughs> Can you buy his G-Wagon? I hope so. Fix it up? It better be on eBay. 
Fuck yeah. I, I wanted the G-Wagon. Give me that G-Wagon. I'm going to turn it into a Driz Wagon. <laughs> the G-Wagon. <laughs> All right. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B will die. Wow, that's threatening. Uh, no, if she not. keeps attacking people. She oh, hasn't, though. There's really? a song I think she just did where she uh, like, dissed a whole bunch of people. Like, uh, who's the fat guy that does the beats? The money pussy. Uh, DJ Khaled. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and I think she even dissed Eminem. Really? Nicki Minaj straight up said if Cardi B uh, does to others like she did to Nicki, and yeah, there was she's something gonna too get with, like, killed. A fight. There's something too like that led to a fight. So, so Nicki's not threatening her. She's just saying like you got to be careful get, in this. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, you know, like, she's kill you she's kind of like like whatever. Like I'm not gonna come after you, but like other people will. Like I know the people in this community. Uh, Nicki appeared on Queen Radio Monday in the wake of Cardi B's attack Friday and New York Fashion Week and said. You put your hands on certain people, you're gonna die. Yeah, period. that's what it is. I think she like started hitting her or something. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought like attacking like. Well, yeah, no, there was that. I think like I just heard on the radio, but yeah, no, I think she got in like a fist fight with her. Um, period. And you're you're all sitting here making this shit a joke. I'm not the bitches in the strip club, and I'm not a bitch on a reality show. My money is very fucking long. My, oh my money. Oh, okay. Uh, short story, Nikki thinks other people would have been far more aggressive than her if Cardi B zeroed in on them the way uh, the same way she did Nikki. Nikki also says that she was mortified by Cardi B's attack this weekend and insists she never spoke ill of baby culture, culture despite yes. Cardi's claim. What's the uh, video? Is that like the altercation? Uh, I'm trying to read ahead to see if it's saying. Yeah, we wrote this story... <coughs> Yeah. That's it? Oh. Uh, it's uh, like two or three minutes. Yeah, they're just like separating them and yeah. We broke the story. Uh, Cardi, Cardi tried Nikki. attacking Nikki. Oh, okay. by security. Then choked her sh or chucked her shoe at Nikki's direction. Oh. So why, why does she try to attack her? The I like it. A uh, rapper later went on social media to call out Nikki saying, I've let a lot of shit slide. I let you sneak diss me. <laughs> I let you li lie on me. But when you mention my children, you choose oh. to let... So Nikki was going after Cardi B. So it's going to be and like... And Cardi uh, B was just like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. She got Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> now she's going to have a kill. It's going to be the new Biggie. It's gonna be Biggie and Nas. Or whoever else. Um, you chose Easy. to like... It's going to be next uh, Mac Miller. And make comments about the way I take care of my daughter. Cardi doesn't specific, uh, specify what comments Nikki made or liked. Sweet. Cool. So Nikki's like, you're gonna get hurt, and Cardi's like, stop fucking talking shit on me, or I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> That's good shit. Alright, Young Thug. What? <laughs> young Thug, fel felony arrest... Warrant issued. Hi, young thug. What'd he do? He couldn't have done anything wrong. He's, he's, young thug doesn't do shit wrong. <laughs> no. He's an upstanding citizen, young thug. <laughs> I guess the name's just, like, ironic. He's, yeah. he's named young thug because he's not really a thug or anything. Uh, young thug. Thug's got a pair of handcuffs in his future. There's a new warrant out for his arrest in uh, Georgia. TMZ has learned. What'd he do? He didn't get caught yet. He didn't get caught the yet. The grand jury warrant was issued in DeKalb, K 
County after Thug was indicted on a slew of drug possession Mr. charges. Thug? <laughs> Why? We are charging you, Mr. Thug, with drug possession. Surprise. Thug. <laughs> According to our law, law enforcement sources, we wrote the story. Uh, the grand jury uh, rung him up last week on a total of eight, eight felonies. felonies. Fuck. YT. YT was charged with possession and intent to distribute meth. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, what is that? Uh, hydrocodone? Is that what that is? Hydrocodone. Hydrocodone? Uh, I never even heard of that. And, and weed. Like Percocets, he, I think. Oh, uh, okay. He's also charged with possession of uh, amphetamines. Amphetamines, appraisalam, codeine. Two counts of codeine. And a, fire. and a firearm. Of course. How are you going to protect those sweet drugs? Young, young thug? What did you expect him to do? I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anybody who calls himself uh, no. any form of thug would have anything to do with drugs and guns. Maybe old in thug. An old thug's thug. been through all that shit. And he knows. <laughs> he fucking just chills on the porch and chips Hennessy. No. He doesn't fucking. He doesn't get his hands dirty anymore. He gets young thug to do it. <laughs> he smokes a fucking Newport like a man. Old thug. You gotta take some advice from old thug. Oh, they pulled him over for tinted windows last year. Oh, this says the felony charges stem from Young Thug's arrest but ended last up September when cops pulled him over for tinted windows. But, yep. Uh, Nailing him for marijuana You were too flashy there, Young Thug, with those, all that tint. He didn't, <laughs> he, want the, he didn't want the feds peeking in on his uh, stash. To think he could have avoided the whole thing if he just didn't have his uh, windows tinted. What about an untinted car? You, you, you selling drugs you want, you don't want uh, too much attention young thug <laughs> young thug don't give a shit he's blatant as fuck want anything else no I think that is thug was also arrested last month in LA for possession of a concealed weapon so he just keeps going fuck he doesn't stop <laughs> yeah, you can I'm you just gonna break all the, all the walls. you think he's gonna stop thugging Slim <laughs> come on Right, because people are going to stop believing in him. Nobody's going like, to buy his albums. Be like, he's a fuck fucking he poser. He's not going to buy his thug. albums or his drugs if he ain't <laughs> constantly thugging and young. Is there another story in that? Um, in that section, uh, there's Ti. There's uh, University of Kentucky. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to end with, and then we'll go to break. University of Kentucky students flip kids' car after UK win. Kids' mom is pissed. How's he gonna celebrate a win? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it shouldn't have been this kind of car, and they wouldn't have flipped it. Uh, <laughs> the car that got flipped in that raging uh, Kentucky victory celebration over Florida this weekend did not belong to a UK student, <laughs> and now the mother of the kid it belongs to is super f friggin' freaking pissed off. It's a fucking Volvo. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have a Volvo, you hipster. Maybe. Kentucky fans are wild. Kentucky uh, ended a 31-year drought of beating Florida. What? I don't even know what sport we're talking about here. Is it soccer? I thought. Maybe. What did it say? Oh, yeah, I don't even know. I it don't even, even know. Say. It's like lacrosse or something. <laughs> it's lacrosse. It's like cricket. Badminton. <laughs> Matt. Matt's mom, Amy, wasn't too pleased on the car. At the car carnage. I scrambled to make a GoFundMe. He pays to get oh. son a new car. <laughs> they flipped my son's car. Can you please help me buy him a new one? The Wildcats. What, what team is the Wildcats? When the UK won, it's not saying. Students went nuts and started destroying my son's car. Then they raped him. <laughs> oh no, they ripped the doors off. Shattered every window in the car. 
Totally destroying it. Well, that's what you get. That's what you get. Tell your son to move his car, not park it there, you dumb bitch. Was the you kid cool with it, idiot. though? I mean, those no, were like the kid his was friends. Like, yeah, he was probably like, rock. yeah. He probably helped them flip it. He was probably giving them shots during it, like <laughs> high-fiving them. He was fucking breaking out the Hennessy. He was giving them blowies and reaches rounds. Reaches wow, rounds. as of right now, she's raised, uh... 2,300. 2, of his 5,000 Oh, all 5,000 gold. Yeah. But the comment section of the page is hilarious, with multiple UK fans blaming Matt for parking there. That's what I said. You're and right, Amy, you fucking Brits. And Amy for not having full coverage on her son's car. Sure, call it's Geico. your fucking fault. Yeah. He should have parked there, and should you need better, better coverage, you, you cheap bitch. The fuck? Oh, it's college football. So, yeah, it's it's soccer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I missed you. What else do the Brits play? They don't play no fucking other shit. Fucking cricket, and that's badminton. That's it. Fuck. You wanna play that Eminem diss track? That's yeah, I will play that. Not yeah. real Eminem, but it's pretty good. It's uh yeah, the It's Machine still Guy good Kelly enough, like track. Yeah, no. I thought yeah, the voice was a little off. I didn't know though, like because I didn't watch it to the end, like I said. That it was an Eminem, but it was one of his fans. Yeah. That did this is and fucking it just nasty. Really, yeah. He's Mac yep. Miller. See Mac Miller, you idiot. He's sad. I don't know who he is. We gotta keep it alive. Yo. Dear Colson, I wrote you, but you still haven't posted. The only time you rocked the full house was when you weren't Olsen. But anyways, fuck it, man. How's your little daughter? Hopefully not getting involved with needles like a drug-addicted father. Ah, right off the game. I'm on another plane. I'm so awoken. You trying to emerge and see, but crash, you sully choking. And when I'm home alone, bitch, you're still Macaulay Culkin. I marched with the NRA that had his machine gun Kelly broken. <laughs> Tough little pistol, Kelly. Shit, I fist you so hard till I hit your belly. This dude is anorexic. Someone get him a sandwich mixed with jelly. I'm not even pissed, no. No, really, I'm balling like a disco, silly. Those jabs you missed, though, Nelly. I'm coming for your wrist, though, Kelly. Come at me, dog. I'm sick. Polio. These haters are all liars coming out the woodwork like Pinocchio. I hate these mambo rappers. They go, da 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 Catch me in a Maserati. The fucking Bugatti. That I don't own. I rent to be somebody. I don't know. Don't you know? Okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Back to Kelly, the fake Machiavelli. Bandana around your throat, just fucking do it. Hang yourself, stupid. And Logan Paul will take a pic. Jump off the roof and finally make a hit. You say these bitch about to get smoked like a Jamaican split. The square will get chopped up into bacon bits. Nah, uh, what was I saying, shit? Oh yeah, I wanna let people know this that I've noticed the comments that I'm a shady cloning. I believe that I am him and I'm with Kim and I'm delusional. There's something you should know. I'm not a lunatic. I just knew the shit that I used to get myself exposure at work and I'm on the news and shit. You're laughing at me while I'm here laughing at y'all. Talking shit behind a computer surrounded by walls. And I'm getting paid. Probably fucking your bitch. That's why she doesn't answer your calls. So fuck you. Fuck all of y'all. I hate these mumbo rappers. They go da 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 Catch me in a Maserati. The fucking Bugatti that I don't own. I rent to be somebody. I don't know. Lil Pump. I don't know. Marshall is taking too long. Yeah. Time for the stands to unite, to stand up and fight. Right. Racing the standards like I am in Stanford. Forever we stand, I'm planning to write. Uh, I can walk on water, but yeah. still stand off. Yeah. you understand in my lines? Dismantling mics with candles to light. This Ouija board, we oh, handle the night. The rap devil's getting baptized. Yeah. The power of Jesus compels uh -huh. you. Psych, if anything needs to be exercised on this guy, it's a muscle. Damn, like Bashir's mom, son. We getting ready to start a disaster. Uh -huh. Wiping away you scum chunks. Like switching the carbon reactor. Y'all ain't shit for the calm dumb. See, man, I'm trashing this rap. 
whatever But we know this don't actually matter This is just the calm before Marshall gets at ya Bitch, wait, you're a shit stain Are your pussies mad at this clickbait? Fuck it, I'll still stick the tip of my dick And your chick to the clitoris rips in a million bits And the shit breaks Yo, it's who the fuck good. is that? Yeah, it's alright I love this part <laughs> Besides Yo, rapping as the machine got Kelly Yo, throw a beat on Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how many clippers this beard's weird? Uh, yeah. What? In a black shovel. Shovel. Don't you mean shovel? No, I mean shovel. shovel. Yeah. Uh, Where's auto tonight? <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of eating food and when I see a dude, I just walk around. It. I'm sick of being a stick and I think this kid's just good out of pressure because he so sounds like a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just an irrelevant elephant in the room. Stop this. Why Demel and gelatin gone off the deep end like Louis and Thelma did Local like an alien, local like an alien Where was Chris Hansen when we need to catch a man who's been Dangling his teeny little weenie on the gram again No wonder Marshall panicking, you're gonna get hammered in Switch. Keep screwing around, you might be the dumbest motherfucker since Justin Bieber Or Logan Paul when he tried to tweet her This up against Chris D'Elia. This over-tatted bony bastard's looking like some molten plastic Thinner than the strings of woven baskets Hopeless coding addicts Homeless bastards <laughs> looking like it. a Nazi who would vote for fascists Don't want acid, go go gadget Straight into a closing casket Collecting heads like Carlo. Y'all don't know me, but you need to follow Eminem to go and Kelly is dope But both will overdose not see tomorrow Damn, that's a hard pill to swallow I'm in the car now and I killed the bottle Takashi in the trunk, Lil Yachty in the front And I'm jumping drunk into the wall, bro <laughs> Thank you, Fuck ladies you. and gentlemen Fuck you I got a call Fuck you Since Fuck you Rob and Slim Show Hey, what's going on, Blaze? Oh, what's going on, Blaze? Can uh, we're just getting ready to go on break? Would do you want to hold on, or do you want to call back in like five minutes, dude? I, I can be on hold. That's no problem. All right, all right, brother. We'll be back. Like I said, we'll be back at seven thirty. You got it. All right, dude. Let me see. Where's I? Let's go on break. We'll be back. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909. Again, that's 800-218-4909. You're listening to the Rob and Slim Show. Why? I don't know. You could be taking a shit or something. All right, Robert, you there? I'm here, brother. How you doing? Good, dude. Sorry if I sound like a dick when you first called. We have the same area code, and I thought it was like one of our drunk friends calling to fuck with us. <laughs> so I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, Robert Murray, a.k.a. Brother Blaze, how you doing? I am outstanding, brother. Outstanding. If I was any doing any better, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> You're an actor, writer, and poet from Philly, correct? That is absolutely correct, sir. What did you do first? 
What did I do first? Out of ah, those things. That, that's a good question. Actually, um, I would probably say I was a poetry first because I started that and I dabbled in that in elementary school. Oh, um, wow. So that's always been like a passion of yours. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. it's like a way to um, kind of like, ex- it was always like a clever way of expressing myself because I always had a unique way. I didn't like use everybody else's cliches. I thought of my own. So it was like a way for me to express myself uniquely. And, and when, especially when hip hop came out, then it actually became cool for me to actually come out being a poet. I was just so, going to say, because I saw too on your IMDb that you did rap for a while. I didn't know if you incorporated your poems into that. Oh yeah, I think it definitely um the hip hop my my hip hop experience definitely um allowed my poetry to grow in a sense because it, it was like my punching bag. So rather than it be something that I abandoned in my youth, it allowed me to nurture it all along. That's cool. That's awesome. Did you just do like underground stuff, or did you uh did you get any exposure from that? I did mostly underground stuff. I had some opportunities. And I'm not. I'm not going to mention names. So I'm not a name dropper. But I had some opportunities to meet with some people who were established in the business. But unfortunately, at that time, I was young. I was in my teens, and you know, my my mind wasn't on business. So certain things fell through because I didn't have the business savvy to stay focused on it. I wanted to party i wanted to play you know yeah yes that's normal that is totally normal i still want that (laughs) uh have you written um besides poetry have you written um uh, any books or any screenplays or anything like that yes sir yes sir Uh, i've been doing a lot i've been doing mostly acting lately so I haven't been writing as much, but um, my first book, Memoirs of a Neophyte, I published in 2012. Is that a a book of poems or is that like an autobiography? Actually, a a book about, it's about walking the spiritual path practically. I put a lot of my experiences, different things that I've studied, different things that I've learned along my journey so that it could benefit somebody else who's, you know what I mean? Walking, even if it's not a similar path to mine, anybody who's walking their own path, things that they can incorporate and learn and, and help them along their journey. Because at the end of the day, regardless of what doctrine we subscribe to, we're all in this mess together and we're all learning from each other. Yes. So the, the, I've learned a lot, a great deal from books that I've read over the years that, that planted seeds in me. And I have a responsibility to, to do the same for other people. That's cool. awesome. So I'm curious, so what what do you mean when you say um, walking a spiritual path practically? Uh, a lot of times, and which was something that I thought when I was younger, is that, you know, it was two different things. Like there's like the physical world, there's a spiritual world, and they don't, they don't blend. They're two separate things. And that's just not, I found that not to be accurate. They're one and the same. They feed off of each other. You know, if you're in a bad place, Physically, you're not going to be in a great place spiritually. Uh, okay. So they do mirror each other, and the things we do spiritually can, you know, are going to affect us physically and vice versa. So I try to put it in a way to like, okay, don't separate it. Let's use one. Let's let's let's, let's complement. Let's bring these two worlds a harmony between these two worlds, so that way we don't get too lost in either one of them. I like that. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's that's amazing. What is one of the biggest tips to stay spiritually healthy? that you that you know of 
Say again? What's one of like the biggest uh, things of advice you could say for somebody to stay spiritually healthy? One of the biggest things I would say is remain open. Don't think you don't think you know everything. Don't think that this is the way. Cool. You know, your soul is going to lead you to to what you need. You know what I mean? Whether you want to say subscribe to say the most high, the universe is going to lead you towards what you need. And you never know who or what is going to be a teacher for you or give you what you need to help prepare you to take you to the next level to where you got to go. Because as we as we are right now, we're not good enough for the next level. So we have to undergo that experience and, and that trend and be made better by this by a transition so that we are made better for what it is that we truly aspire for or what is in essence our purpose, what we what we were put here to do. And so don't get locked into anything that would keep you blocked from making that transition or so focused that you know a lot of people miss their blessings because they're expecting it to come a certain way or in a certain package. And you can miss out on your blessing because your heart's simply not ready to see things beyond the um, three-dimensional. Cool, cool. So you're saying some people might get lost into, like, they might study just one form of spirituality and get really caught up in just that one form. And you're saying they should kind and, of spread yeah, out and explore And miss other different. opportunities or other, uh, or not learn something because they're just... Yeah, yeah, from yeah, we're we're we, can't, we can't lean too much on our own understanding because we're all still learning. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's kind of like a like a Buddhist philosophy. I think they say, uh, "Know that you know nothing." Is like one of the things. That's it. That's actually, a, a, even though it's um, that is a well a popular Buddhist uh, phrase, but that's actually a universal concept. Mm. That's cool. Do you incorporate that into your everyday life, Robert? When you act and and everything else. Oh, definitely. If, if everything I learn. In 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 way, the things I learned as a writer, I apply as an actor, and vice versa. Everything I learned, I apply somewhere. There's no such thing as useless information or useless knowledge. <laughs> the only useless knowledge is knowledge you don't apply in some way, shape, or form. Nice. I was gonna ask too. What do you act in? Uh, is it pr uh, primarily stage acting, or do you do like TV work? I do. I do both. I do film and uh, and theater. And I'm trying to. Um, you know, trying to get into voice acting as well. I like to think I have a nice voice. <laughs> it is. It is a it's sexy easy, voice. Easy on the ears, my friend. It is nice. <laughs> I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to take y'all job. I'm not that good yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can. You take my job, bro. <laughs> what um, uh, what what are you currently acting in? Is there something right now you're working on? Oh, I'm always being busy in something. Currently, um. I do murder mystery dinner theater. Okay. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you try to guess who done it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm doing that at, um, in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania at, uh, Fisher's. We had a guy years with, ago uh, who like ran theater. one, uh, Clive Riddlesboro. I don't know if that rings a bell, but he, he runs like a dinner theater. I, I forget where it's pretty, pretty close to here. Okay. Yeah, keep out. So I do that. I also do, um, Work with uh, Pirates of Fortune Folly, doing you know doing pirate thing. I just, was just in a play, a stage play, and I'm currently in a um, full feature film that's currently still in production. But I think we're going to pick back up in a couple months. And there's some um, just finished the stage play with the Don Evans players in Willowboro, New Jersey. Um, the Prodigals by Don Evans. We uh, performed those plays, and I believe we're going to perform them again in the next couple months in Trenton, New Jersey. 
So I'm just keeping busy, keeping active, and you know, the, we keep we keep marching on, brother. We just stay busy. That's nice. the most important thing you you can do as an actor is stay busy and and stay active in a um in a studio working on your craft. Now you mentioned your other book, brother Blaze. Do you have a book that uh, of your poetry that's out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's called A Walk in the Human Dynamic, and it is available at bandbooksllc.com for $15 a copy. Is it digital or a physical copy? Yeah, physical uh, paperback, yes. Cool. It's not on digital. Cool. I was going to ask too, Robert, uh, would you read us one of your poems? I can't think of anything right now that would really give me greater pleasure. I really can. You ready for it? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'll, uh, I'll mute the mics. All right, I'll call this one Body of America. The organic body of America is truly an interesting thing. Many interchangeable parts makes it run like a well-oiled machine. New York, New York is the state of mind. Washington, D.C. is the brain. California is the hub for all dreams. New Orleans holds the tears of rain. Dallas and Houston are the arms of the law. Vegas eyes see every sin. The Carolinas are the heart of it all. Chicago is the spirited wind. Phoenix keeps the body warm. Minneapolis keeps it cool. Detroit is the blood of life coursing the veins of Kalamazoo. The backbone is known as Delaware. Tennessee is the helping hand. Denver sits high atop the head. Miami, the pituitary gland. Maine is, of course, the main artery. Wyoming is the lungs. Baltimore is that slick-talking mouth that harbors the Louisville tongue. Atlanta is the smooth skin. Cleveland, the vocal cords. New Mexico, the brows of sweat that opens the Tulsa pores. Every component plays its part in animating a beautiful whole. But the body of America would be but a corpse if not for Philadelphia's soul. That's the body of America. Wow, I That's loved awesome. it. That's... Did you did you not include New Jersey in there, or did I miss it? <laughs> no, he left us out. We're the, <laughs> we're the like... armpit of America. New Jersey. I said, I hope they don't get slighted, but I consider that the greater, greater Philadelphia area. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, too, and I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky you didn't shit on Jersey. <laughs> it was awesome, Robert. That Thank was really cool. So cool. So cool. Uh, th- thank you, brothers. I, I appreciate that. Do you perform uh, poetry live, like on a weekly basis or anything like that? I do perform spoken word poetry, not necessarily on a weekly basis, but I, I have um, performed it at uh, at many different events in um, Philadelphia, Lehigh Valley, New York. Tri-state area. I've, I've performed um, spoken word poetry at various events. I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. But I think the time is now to actually put a book out because it's great. I love performing. I love to paint a picture for people and and you know use my body as an instrument, which which we do as actors to tell us to tell the story. But with a book, it, people can 
paint a much more vivid picture with their imagination from reading than they can from me actually performing. Oh, wow. See, I, I don't know. I'd rather hear somebody. Like, I, I love the way you said it because so, so I your feel voice. like you said it the way you want it pronounced. You, yeah. want, you, you said it the way you want it spoken. Like, I like hearing you recite it, you know? Like, that's just me, though. Yeah, I understand it, but here's here's the thing, and then you know a lot of a lot of people would a lot most people would actually agree with you, but if you were to read it, you see the different cities in your mind. You yeah. see what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna you're subconsciously you is it's gonna affect your conscious and your subconscious mind, and you could actually if I if I tell you a poem about a street. Yeah, it might sound good. You might get into my voice and get into the syncopation and rhythm of my voice. But if you read it, you might actually smell the street because your imagination's at work now. Ah, yeah, I got you. That that's cool. That's cool. I was gonna ask too. I saw. Um, oh my God, what was it? Uh, you you served in the military, correct? Yes, sir. United States Marine Corps. Wow. How long did you do that for? I did four years, and then I left to pursue my music. Oh. That we were talking about earlier. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though. That's cool. Um, and I saw too. You, uh, you know, martial arts. Yes, sir. I was going to ask if you ever, if that ever came in handy in acting, or if you ever had to use it in real life. I have used it in in, in real life, and um, and which is I was never my my father taught martial arts you know he passed in 2011 but he, he taught martial arts and he didn't believe in didn't have much faith in the belt system he saw the belt system in traditional martial arts as a way of basically just making money off of people oh. they perform certain katas or whatever and show a certain skill level and they and they basically are buying a belt okay he didn't believe in it. he just believed in self-defense he applied applied different he used different um, disciplines for self-defense. This is going back before mixed martial arts was a thing, technically. So I, I love martial arts. I love the training. I've been lately, last few years, I've been kind of lazy with my training. <laughs> got a little, got a little soft and a little heavy. But you know, I, I do love the martial arts. There's times when I have to use it. Most times I don't. Most times I can, you know, I can, I can reason with the reasonable and most of the unreasonable really don't give me too many problems. Or you can just walk away. It's being blessed with, you know, I don't really find myself in in harm's way very often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask what, what, uh, what you studied, but it was like a mix of different uh, martial arts. Yes. Yes. Heavily more, the more heavily influences would be Taekwondo, is 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 most of it some some Muay Thai boxing okay. and some and some kung fu training as wow. well. Did, did and wrestling and boxing, of course. In my, in my the males in my house when I was um very very small, the males in my house you were either a boxer or a martial artist. Oh wow! I was wow. gonna ask if you ever like got a fight with a with a family member and like it got to that. Yeah, level. an action packed sibling fight. You're at like a barbecue and you and your cousin are just squaring off. <laughs> I was actually fortunate that on my father's side of the family, I was one of the, I'm one of the younger ones. I'm on my mother's side, I'm the oldest, but on my father's side of the family, I'm one of the younger ones. So our generation, they didn't really mess with me too much because I was my father's son. 
So uh, they weren't going to pick on me because then they had to deal with hell. <laughs> <laughs> they knew they were going to get their ass kicked. <laughs> so I was spared a lot. <laughs> and then on my mother's side, I was the I was the oldest, so I basically ran the roost. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, being a spiritual man and uh, practicing martial arts and stuff, do you practice any form of meditation? There was a time when I did heavily. I don't do it as heavily or as often as I used to, but yes, I still do meditate. Um, at present, I'm doing a lot, doing a lot of some guided meditations. Cool. Usually, um, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm a Blu-ray. I'm not claiming to be a Blu-ray, but you know the, um, you know the Blu-ray, the connection with uh, the Sirius Star. I don't know if you are familiar. No, with I was going to ask what is what is a Blu-ray. I, I never heard that term. Okay, uh, Blu-ray would be like if you're familiar with the in a lot of many ancient um, civilizations, they paid a lot of uh, respect and a lot of homage to uh, the Sirius. Um, the Sirius star, Sirius A and Sirius B. Sirius A, the, the, there's, that's the star that's that's called the dog star, the brightest star in the sky. Uh-huh. And it's supposedly the center of the the center of our universe and where basically the spiritual energy generates from. Oh, wow. And it's, um, that's where it's the blue light, you know, where the whole ice, that's where the pyramids are supposedly aligned with the stars so yes. that the energy from Sirius can come down into the pyramids. You know, th- these are, um, so there's a lot of um, connection to that, to that star See? and the spiritual energies associated with that star, like uh, with uh, Tahuti and not, and not just even the Dagons of, of, of Mali, a lot of ancient civilizations, even, um, even the Romans, they called them by different names, of course, but they had, so I've been doing some, um, blue light meditations, you know, chakra healing, you know, things things like that. So I've been doing some. I have been doing some guided meditations, not necessarily daily, but often enough that that is it is. Um, I, I am benefiting from it. As I was going to ask you, what what are the benefits to uh, meditation, or even that specific form of meditation? Well, there's, there's many benefits, but my, my personal experiences in the last um, week or so has been just um clarity yeah um just uh allowing the mind is basically kind of freeing itself allowing the mind to be on its own you know it, it's like we usually get so many impulses because we're always thinking about something we're always this is the way you just just to still your mind and just be we always want to be something we got to be this we got to be here we got to be there but we never really take the time to just be and that's when you get in touch with your higher self. You could be open for communication. You could be just be open for like answers that we've been seeking. Sometimes they will come to you if you just be still, <laughs> you know? So it's, 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 it's so interesting. Cause I do, I, I practice a uh, mindfulness meditation, which is just like you you focus on your breath. And I, yeah, I used to do that too. Do that. Like I learned a, that in like, uh, I took a couple acting classes and yeah, that was one deep breathing meditation and, and stuff like that. And the benefits are like, it's like having a superpower almost. It's weird. Like, it's hard to explain it to other people, but it's like, why don't I do this all the time? And I, I always fall off. I'll do it for like a month straight and then, say, yeah. and then I just can't keep up. But I know the difference from like when I'm meditating daily, like I'm 
almost feel like a completely different person because you don't get lost in your thoughts anymore. You're more aware. You feel more present. Whenever I did it too, I always so. remember I, I got like way better sleep than yeah. when I didn't. Like it is. It does. You're less emotionally reactive to things. Yeah. It's just so crazy when you think like, why don't I just do this all the time? But it's for whatever reason, it's hard to, uh, at least for me in my experience, it's hard to, to stick to it. It's easy to fall off. Yeah, it is. It is. As long as we can get distracted by things, and sometimes you know, life doesn't stop because we want to meditate. You know, yeah. so it's like, yes, that's another yeah, thing. That's exactly yeah, right. you don't always have time to like go into that mode. You gotta, you gotta do something right then and there. Yes. I'm curious. So uh, a lot of people say like you should to benefit. Like I've read studies where they say the, the only way you're ever going to benefit from meditation is if you do it an hour a day. And then other people say you can do ten minutes a day. In your experience, how long do you think you need to meditate? in any given amount of time to gain benefits from it. Oh, me, me personally, or what I would recommend for just the average individual? I guess the average individual. Yeah. I would say if they can, if they can, if they can do five minutes a day, it's better than not at all. Cool. Even if it's just five minutes a day, you don't have to be usually like to meditate for an hour. That's not something you just do. That's something you build towards. That's, that's probably that's probably why I always do over periods of time. That's probably so why I always fall off. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just that's probably why I always end up quitting because I always start off with an hour a day. Start it like real big. Yeah, yeah you're like, ah, oh, I can't do this every day. <laughs> yeah. So usually, if it's like five minutes, five minutes a day, and then or even then, then you can increase it when 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 you're when you when you're acclimated to the five minutes of good quality meditation where your mind isn't drifting off and you know because you're conditioning you're conditioning your mind you're taking the physically you're taking the lower self and you're subjecting the lower your lower self to your higher self so the subjection takes time it takes discipline just like you you were going to the gym when you're out of shape Mm -hmm. so you take the time to acclimate yourself and condition yourself and and your the body discipline you can increase that over time if you try to do too much at once then you know you you put more on your plate than you can handle, but an an hour an hour a day is is great. That's that's a that's a beautiful thing. But you know somebody's fifteen or ten minutes or even five minutes if that's all they can spare is still equivalent to that. Cool. Nice, nice. Ah, uh, sorry, Robert. I'm sorry for the silence. I was just looking over my book to see if I had any uh, other questions. I saw too, though. It said you are happily divorced. I was going to ask how long were you married for? <laughs> I was <laughs> legally married for a year and a half. Okay, that's about what I did. Yeah, and I got out of that. <laughs> you know, I wish you would have. I wish you would have talked to me before I did it, so you could have talked me out of it. <laughs> I don't know who would have been the one uh, first. Like, yeah, we could have given each other advice. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> I always tell. I always tell people the second happiest day of my life was the day I got married. And the happiest day of my life is the day I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the best. I think it was towards the end of your IMDb. It just said, yes, and Robert is happily divorced. <laughs> it almost sounds like you'll get married again just so you can experience the divorce. <laughs> just to get that, to get the high from the divorce. <laughs> and the reason, it may sound funny, but there is a reason why I say happily divorced instead of just divorced because I'm 
that is actually the most painful thing I've ever been in my life is, 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 is my divorce. I mean, next to a toothache, it would probably be that. Yeah. But it's, um, I mean, at that, at that time you seem lost. You, you, you were, I mean, as men, come on, we, we like to be, think we have a certain amount of control in our lives. We, we feel in control. We want to be able, we think, we like to think that we're steering our ship. You know what I mean? Yes. For better or for worse, we're steering it. And that was a moment in life where I didn't know where I was coming or going. It is. A, it's, it's a low point. Yeah, I, yeah, I say it was like one of the questions and no answers. So I say happily divorced because when I recovered and got over that and actually started to love myself again and be happy, see myself as worthy again. And, you know, I, I, I made it through. I weathered through, the, I weathered through the storm and I came out better, not bitter. Yes. You know what I mean? Some the lives go in, in, in to to travesty their lives their everything about them goes downhill after a bad experience like that so i'm like look i'm happier than i ever was right now i'm this joy in my heart i walk around with a smile on my face that's cool and, it is it is it's a rough it's a rough thing that's to go through. wow that's awesome robert robert thank you so much dude we got to wrap this up but thank you so much for talking to us Hey, I appreciate you, brothers, for having me on, man. And it was great talking to you guys. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Definitely. Uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Brother Blaze. B-R-O-T-H-A-B-L-A-Z-E. Awesome. Thank you, Brother Blaze. You got it, brothers. Y'all be easy, man. You too, my friend. Yeah, man. Yeah, no matter how much you joke. Yeah, it is. It's still... It is. It's a rough thing. It's kind of yeah. like a failure. You know, I failed it. I think even just like, it's probably worse marriage, but experiencing breakups. Yeah, yeah, the marriage wasn't, like mm, wasn't good, but yeah, no, then it's like, yeah, that's that's still, it's, it's still something you're going through. Yeah. We'll be back, buddies. This is the Slambagini himself, baby. And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySauceSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or of little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Well, my music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Cause uh-huh. I'm a dash of Adam Driver, makes a coupon set Match a dapper to dash it, but I'm poop on mess Ew. Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern, then who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was the nest I never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next Ooh. I cannot believe what some veterans to do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better, but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk Wonder what's my pitch to be an internet sensation? I call these godly marketers six internet sensation. Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient. But with every waking day, I strain to pick up with the patient. Every time I'm feeling like the slightest into doubt, I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out. And expectations. Lower your expectations. You go to work after ain't nobody heard that ain't nobody yearn for you rapping any words. That ain't worry because you're sure that a rapper spitting verses as perfect as you have is deserving of a sure pass. Sure, yeah. It's the entitlement and attitude. Like everybody gotta pat you on the back, but alas, you're a hack and you're whack, so you have to lower your expectations. So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to SoySauceSound.com and start listening today. Yeah! Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee, and I don't have VD. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Hello? Kelly, can you hear us? 
Yes. Awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness, I thought, oh, oh something's wrong. <laughs> I just, I just had messaged you. I'm like, oh my god, I don't think she can hear us. <laughs> I thought I better, I better get off my computer and check Twitter and see if you guys are yelling. For <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actress Kelly Maroney, how you doing? Hi, how are you doing? Good. Great to be here. Thank you for calling. Thanks, thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, you're uh, an actress, a yes. voice actress, and producer from LA, correct? That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, too, yeah. you're originally from Minnesota, right? I am. I was born there, yeah. What made you yep. go to L.A.? Was it just the acting bug? Well, when I was a teenager, I went to a conservatory school because I had uh, graduated early, and my, I wanted, really wanted to do that. And so my mom was uh, oddly supportive of it because... Um, you know, I was the last kid, and she had given up. <laughs> um, she knew. I mean, she she just she said, you know, if you want to do something, you should you should just do it. Just go on. And out. as a matter of fact, even if I was scared to do it, it was too late. I had to go do it. <laughs> I remember calling her and saying, I want to go home, and she said, you stick it out. <laughs> you stick it out. And so I did. I was on a soap opera. I accidentally got a soap opera. And so, I mean, I was in Manhattan with $500 to my name. I couldn't get an apartment or a job or anything. I accidentally got a soap opera. And I was scared to death. You know, this was, um, but, you know, there was no turning back. It was just such a, it's an, an unbelievable story that would never, ever happen. I mean, in a million years would happen. But just it sink, did. sink or swim, yes. And so, and so I was in New York for that. And then, you know, because I was working, um, I got an opportunity to to go out for, you know, other movies and things like that because I was I was on people's radar, so I ended up in Los Angeles. But I, I went to New York first and was going to be a classical actress. So if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> I, we we need to back up here because how do you accidentally get a role? <laughs> well, okay, so I I couldn't get a, I I didn't have any place to live and um um and so I didn't have any money either. So this apartment <clears throat> rental agency lady. Um, took pity on me, and she, I, I know that in retrospect, she, she was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, this kid's going to end up on the Minnesota Strip, um, <laughs> which is a, a little area of Manhattan where they kidnap young girls from the Midwest and turn them out. <laughs> There's a movie about it. Eric Robert plays a pimp. Um, anyway, I digress. She said, you know, I, I don't, I, what I could, I can tra- probably try to find you a roommate, but. Um, you're going to have to have, you know, I just, I had nothing, right? And so she, she said, I, I know somebody, I have a friend who's an agent, and she tells me that they're casting a Midwestern Lolita on a soap, and they're having trouble finding her. Why don't you go see her? So I went to see her. Her office was the size of a closet, and not what you'd, I mean, you know, central casting would make it like, like one of those scary offices but she said it's they're closed now why don't you slide i had the one a one eight by ten picture of myself one it wasn't even a headshot <laughs> it slid in under the door and we'll see what happens what do we got to lose and so sure enough i got an audition and just i was terrified but um it was just so outrageous that it happened. Wow. And I'm you know, calling my mom up going, guess what? I'm going to be on TV in two weeks. <laughs> and it, it's, it's an unbelievable story. That is I know. crazy. And I just, all I can think of is the universe said she will give up unless we do something right away. Otherwise, 
she's just gonna wow. get you went to get, get an there apartment and yeah that's great that's, that's great that that is that it couldn't have worked out any better i was gonna ask too no, is, and it's, is soap opera acting I mean, is that like i'm sorry kelly i was gonna ask is soap opera acting is that something that's like you're happy doing or is it like do you know it's just like a stepping stone well, I knew it was a stepping stone because all the actors that were that were on it were, you know, very discontent. And, okay. Um, everyone told me, you know, don't buy any property because then they'll have you. And oh. you know, I mean, yeah, they said you're young. This is not your. This is not going to be your last job. Come on. And so I thought that way. I wanted to be Betty Davis. I wanted to be in the movies. Mm. It's actually, my you know, but. It was important to go to New York first for training because, you, I, I'm, you know, I figured I would be taken more seriously and and get a better foundation. Um, wow. And so, but the soap was not what I had in mind actually. Mm. However, it was the best possible training I could have had because it's every single day and they keep throwing changes at you and it's like better cry on cue or you're fired. <laughs> so, really? You know, wow. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I thought my, my whole first year on the soap was I can't get fired. I can't get fired. I can't get fired. I'll, my, my whole family will never overcome the shame and humiliation. <laughs> oh, wow. Especially not me. Or be in and a so coma. You don't want to be cast as like you're in a coma. Then that could, <laughs> you could just be in that well, role. That happened. Forever. It was the greatest thing ever because it was two weeks. I'd have to learn any lines. I didn't have to get into makeup. I could just go there and, and you know, lay they're like death warmed over and everybody was crying over in my body as a matter of fact I fell asleep one time and when I woke up every oh they were breaking down the sets and everything the stage manager Briggsy had forgotten I was there and I could have gotten locked in there overnight I said Briggsy you forgot about me and he did they just forgot I was there wait wait you really were in a you coma, had a coma so, you had a so? coma week no I just fell asleep because oh, if, yeah. I was, if I was awake yeah. then I was tempted to cry because you know I would, I would hear this scene going on oh. and all the other actors like you know performing and stuff <laughs> and it would be moving I, mem- I remember seeing one one woman one actress they killed her off and she couldn't she was supposed to be dead but she couldn't stop having tears coming out of her eyes and I just remember the director yelling at her you're dead stop crying wow. it was a, it's a rough crowd you know wow, yes. <laughs> I, I thought I, I'm better off if I just like you know go away in my mind and I fell asleep. Wow. For real. Yes. Wow. So, what, Usually and, otherwise you, you're just thinking I hope my face isn't twitching. I hope, you know, I yeah. hope this is, people are buying that I'm in a coma. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's wow. the best training you could possibly have because you're in there every day. Teaches you to be on you your know? feet. And, yes. And so when I got out to California and I mean, whether by design or just by instinct, the people that were casting you know all those um, kids in the eighties. The, the 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 those of us who had soap opera training would come in, and we'd know our lines and we'd learn our blocking. And they'd shoot one, and they'd say, "Okay, we got that one. Now one for safety, as they say, just in case something went wrong that they didn't notice." And we would say, "We get to do it again." We'd be so thrilled <laughs> because we never got to do it again on the oh. soap. You didn't stop tape. You could get in trouble. Wow. That's what so I was going to we say. So... There were no retakes in, wow. in soap yeah. opera. It was no, just I, like, you're you on the what? job. The, the set could fall down behind you, and you better keep going. Wow. Because if you stop tape, it costs the network a lot of money. Wow. So just, it doesn't matter what happens. Keep going. Just keep going. And so, you know, film is so different, but... We that was we, when we when we got on set. That's all we knew how to do, and so 
you know, it was a breeze for them. They didn't have the budgets for us to be, like, hanging out trying to get a scene all day long. And we would go like the wind, and then therefore so could they. So I don't know if they thought, hey, let's mine all the soap operas for talent. They didn't. I don't think they were thinking that, but no. it happened. <laughs> it, it just so happened that it worked out great. Wow. Um, yeah, I, yeah, because... Um, um, other, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever been on a set where things, you know, where it's going really slowly. The stress level is crazy because, you know, everybody, everybody that's trying to do it is freaking out because they're not getting it right, and then everybody on the production side is freaking out because they're going behind and it's costing money. Yeah, that's it's what I would imagine. Bad, it's, it's a bad scene. Wow. So uh, I'm more curious it. about the soap opera thing because this is this is all very interesting. Um, so was there a lot of improv that would go on during a, a soap opera? Absolutely not. No, no. no, no you you know just need to know your lines and you process. had to nail them and you had oh. one chance to nail them. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And so and it's a muscle. If you're doing that every day, you can look like a, at a whole page full of dialogue and know it. And it's not that you're magic. It's every anyone can do that pretty much. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're not doing it every day, then you have the same problem everybody else has, which is, do I know my lines? <laughs> I did. I mean, every time I do a play, right? I'm standing up there to go out, and I go, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to forget a line. <laughs> like, do I know this? I do. <laughs> and I think you know most of us do that. But um, on the soap, I mean, there's no time to think. Yeah. Kelly, I was going to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. I was really lucky because the woman that played my mother, she could have squashed me like a bug. She could have had me for breakfast, <laughs> but she didn't. And she was a really strong actress, you know, oh. and very powerful. Yes. Um, and she instead took mercy on me and taught me how to do it. That's amazing. She like, yeah, showed you the way. She took you under her wing. Yeah, That's awesome. A lot of those, old, a lot of those soap actors are just like, you know, sink or swim, babe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you when you explained it. It's like, yeah, you either got it or you don't. Yeah, they didn't. They really, all you're doing is taking storyline away from them, so they can't wait for you <laughs> to get lost anyway. Just, but yes. I think, I mean, she's wonderful. She's, I mean, wow. she's one of my most loved people in my world today, even. Wow, that's amazing. Kelly, I wanted to ask, too, um, when when you got uh, Fast Times, when you, you got cast for that, did you know it was mm-hmm. going to be as big of a movie when when you, even when you uh, were acting in the scenes, did you think it was going to be as big as it was? I did. I really did. I read the book before the audition, and I thought, this is amazing. Wow. I was a big reader anyway. I loved it. And so um, I was auditioning for Stacy. That's who they called me in for. So I had callback after callback. There was one day when they had me and Phoebe Cates and Brian Backer to the casting office and Cameron Crowe and Amy Heckerling. And I mean, everybody was there. Wow. And we read the entire movie. And they ordered us lunch and everything. And it was, it was really weird. <laughs> But um, I I don't know what they were, I mean, I'm pretty sure they already had Jennifer Jason Lee here, but I guess they liked me enough to, you know, to, to use me that day because I I didn't get it. And and I really kind of think they already had her in the first place. Yes. But um, they called me and then my agent said, you didn't get it. And I was like, ah, Um. But then they said, but then they said, they, they want to know if you will come and play the cheerleader, but you have to fly yourself out there and put yourself up. 
and and I was like, um, the cheerleader, because up to that point, I've been I'd gotten a movie and I and I was on the soap, and I always played a juvenile delinquent. <laughs> so, I was going to ask if you ever I mean, were like it, a, my in that, my only movie. I was a little psychotic killer that killed a guy, and that's how that movie opened. And I was a bad girl on the soap. Yeah. So when they said Do you want to play the cheerleader, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You have the wrong number, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, it was really weird. I couldn't wrap my brain around it, but of course I did. It was the best decision I ever made. I was going to ask if that I was like you, if that if you were I just went, a bubbly person, like if that was like what they thought you'd be perfect at. Well, I don't know. Something to the effect of, we don't think Kelly would not have these problems, and it's because you know, you know, people have a vibe about you. It's like, that's why I ended up getting so much final girl stuff, I think. People just think things about you. And it doesn't, you could just be sitting there breathing, but people will form opinions about you. They'll pick up a vibe on you, and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, you're just, you're going to do whatever they see you as. If people don't vibe you as a final girl, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get an axe in the forehead every time. Wow. You know, (laughs) you'll be... (laughs) <laughs> or and and I, I don't I don't know people cast on their and their gut emotions and they just didn't feel that I personally would be would have that those problems that Stacy had like oh. Jennifer Jason Lee they felt would yes wow that's a that's an so, amazing story yeah it's really it's acting the whole profession is really well I find it fascinating maybe it's not to other people but i think it is it's just you just never it's there's no rhyme or reason to it and a lot of it is heart and gut instinct yeah when all is said and done so um um so i got there and there's just a magic on the set and um who was it oh god somebody somebody always reminds me of this my first day on the set and who was it it was um Art Linson, or, yeah, or Irving Aza, one of the two. I got on the set, and I was just looking to see what they were shooting. And it was the scene where Sean Penn and, and his friends, you know, roll out of the van, and there's all this smoke billowing out, billowing out of it. <laughs> yes. That was the scene. And I'd yeah. read the whole book, you know, so I'm standing there, and I go, ah, the cruising vessel. And somebody goes around, and I go, oh, finally, somebody's got some enthusiasm around here. And, of course, <laughs> at that moment, I realized, of course, they cast me as the cheerleader. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> they saw it before I did. Yes. And you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that moment I went, oh man, they know something I don't know. That is, that's something they saw. They saw that in you. I go, the cruising vessel. And they went, who said that? And of course, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> that's amazing. Do you still keep in touch with any of the actors and actresses from the um, film? Amanda and Robert Romanus and, um, you know, like what, I mean, on social media once in a while, um, um, like Amy Heckerling's on social media, and I've run into Judge Reinhold. I've not run into anybody else, though. Wow. I did run into Anthony Edwards one time, and he didn't recognize me right away. Oh. And I said, 
I said, Anthony. And he got this look on his face like, oh, my God, who the hell is this? And they went, it's Kelly from Fast Times. And he was, he was like, oh. <laughs> Thank, God. Thank God. Yeah, it's nice a good thing. Yes. <laughs> who the hell knew who I thought he thought I was? But, yeah. uh, yes. You just, you weren't that. So that was good. It was good. <laughs> wow. So, but I just, I had this feeling, and it could be because I couldn't drive yet. So, I, my choices were you can get picked up by the Teamsters and they'll give you a ride to the set or yes. you can figure out your own way. And I couldn't drive and I didn't know where I was or anything. So they picked me up, but they picked me up at the crack of dawn because that's when they were going. Yes. And so I got to watch Universal Studios come to life in the morning. I'd be sitting there and like we were like the first people on the set, on the <laughs> lot, the entire lot. And then pretty soon you'd see wardrobe coming and you'd see the catering trucks and you'd start to smell the food and lights would go on and all of a sudden those little carts were riding around everywhere. <laughs> and yes. it was the most majestic thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, someday if I ever, if I ever direct a musical, I'm gonna have that happen. Just, um, yes. And, you know, and, and so, but I'd be there hours early, so I would sit in the I would sit in the makeup trailer, and I think, well, I'm going to get fixed up at least. And there would be Sean sitting there getting his extensions in. <laughs> and that was the few. I mean, he was in character the whole the whole movie. Yes. But when in the morning, when he's sitting there getting his his extensions in, and he probably was like, oh crap, because. He just wanted to be himself for the time being, and then I was there, and I was a cast member, so um, he didn't say much around me. But the, the hair lady, the, the lady who's doing the hair, said, you kids ought to be nicer to Sean. He's a, he's a nice boy. <laughs> but he was purposefully alienating himself from us. Yes. You know? So we were like, what's up with this guy? Wow. He's a nice boy. You guys be nice to him. You guys, yeah, you be nicer to Sean Penn. <laughs> and wait, so wait, why, why was he alienating himself and not getting... I was just going to say, did he feel he like he was character. better than you, or he was, was he in character? Okay. Oh, okay. So just, I guess he wanted to also make you guys think, like, this is who I am, kind of keep you guys in character as well, if, he, if you didn't really see who he was. Right. He didn't want to yeah. get too comfortable with us, and he didn't... And, and we all thought he was weird, and that's how all the kids thought about Spicoli, so... It was it was a method choice. Yes, he was like that. I was going to ask you too, Kelly. Um, uh, we got to start wrapping this up. But do you have any projects that are um, upcoming that you could talk about? Well, I do. I have um, a movie coming out called Exorcism at sixty thousand feet. Guess what it's about? On a plane. <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cross between the Exorcist snakes on a plane and airplane. Oh, that is and awesome. And then humor. Yeah, the humor is really sick and wrong, yeah. and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe some of the things they were actually doing. But wow. I mean, you just have to laugh and and say, okay, let's shoot it then. Yes. But um, Lance Henriksen, Bill Mosley, Adrian Barbeau, um, um, Kevin O'Connor, Bai um, Ling, you know, the usual suspects were all on this plane. Yeah. So you can just tell by when the ple- the plane starts filling up, something awful is going to happen because we're all sitting in it. Oh, <laughs> of that <course>. sounds great. <laughs> and I did a, um, a short film too. I don't know if, it, I don't know about getting a mainstream release, but um, it was with some really good people, which I'm not sure I'm not supposed to say anything about, but okay. um, so there's that. And I have two things. Um, one, I'm shooting um, the first part of next year called To Avenge, and it's a thriller, and it's um, very topical. It's like the Me Too thing, and I play it an awful bitch in it and um, 
Yeah, and the other one I don't think I'm supposed to say anything about, but okay. it's, it's, I'm really enjoying this part of, you know, now that I'm, now that, you know, I'm a middle-aged lady, and that, that some of the, a lot of people would say, well, you know, there's just not parts for older women, but you know what? There are. Yes. There, there There's plenty of parts for, like, you know, the, um, 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 the mom you'd like to, you know, I was um, just gonna and, say, yeah, and that, and, and that's great and to evil, hear you say that. Evil women, and and uh, <laughs> for a long time, I hit this thing where I wasn't really believable as a grown woman because I I was so well known as that '80s kid. Um, no matter what I did to my hair, it was like, oh yeah, I know who she is. Well, no, you don't, and I can't play the kid anymore. But you know, it was hard to for to me to to become current in people's minds. Yes, but, you were um, still fin- that. Finally, it's working. You were still Cindy in their mind. <laughs> so you did get t- uh, typecasted for a while, then. Yeah. Well, it was you know I have I have the honor and the joy and and the luck, and it's blind good fortune. Yes. To have to be recognized for a decade. I mean, I was in Fast Times, and I was in Nine the Comet, and I was in Chopping Mall. I mean, and those are three of the most iconic '80s movies. All the movies from the '80s are iconic, but those are ones that it's going to, it's really hard to separate me from. Yes. And so it took a lot. It took me a lot of work to get people to pay attention to me in the present day. So I'm really happy that they are now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's great, Kelly. Thank you. I mean, you I'll so never much. replace oh. those those golden years of being. You know, when you're a kid, you get all those great parts. However, this is this is going to be just as sweet. I know you have to go. I could talk your ear off, but I just wanted to say thank you for having me. Thanks for Um, for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot. No problem, Kelly. Uh, We will definitely um, definitely have you back on. Absolutely. All right. All right, uh, thank you very much. Um, Enjoyed talking at you, everybody. (laughs) Where where can everybody find you? Kisses to you, too. I'll talk to you later. Kelly, where can everybody find you? Oh, gosh, okay. I'm on Twitter at, uh, I'll spell my name, everyone spells it wrong, including True Blood, when my credit, they spelled my name wrong. Okay, it's K-E-L-L-I-M-A-R-O-N-E-Y, Twitter at Kelly Maroney, um, actress Kelly Maroney on Facebook, Kelly Maroney Instagram. I tend to use my name just so it's easy. However, my YouTube is Loves Nerds. Loves Nerds. Awesome, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, you can find me from Kelly Maroney, too, but it's Love's Nerds. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Thanks a lot. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you. Have a good one. So cool. So cool. We will be back with Bobby Blaze Smedley. All right. Ex-professional wrestler from WCW. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yup. Hey, Slambo. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read a sweet graphic novel about a 17th century kid whisked into a mysterious world of the occult, intense danger and excitement? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then look no farther, my friend, and go to the Voyager. Uh, go get the Voyager, written by Jeff Sturge and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Where do I find it? Go to uh, Gern, Guernica Editions. G-U-E-R-N-I-C-A-D. E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S dot com or Amazon dot com. That's a lot easier to find than Gurdishans. And order the Voyager, and that's spelled V-O-Y-A-G-E-U-R. Don't care, baby. I'm ordering that right now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is Elmo, and you're listening to the Robin 
Slim Show. Hey kids, show me on me where they touched you. Rob and Slim Show, we're back with Bobby Blaze Smedley. Bobby. Yes, I'm here, man. I didn't know if that was a fucking brief introduction or what. No, yeah, that was it. Smedley right here, man. <laughs> I'm here. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. What a pleasure to be on the show, man. Dude, thank you. Hey, it's what a pleasure to have you on. Ex-pro wrestler, published author, and podcaster. That's right, man. I do the Bell to Bell Blaze podcast. You know, I've got a couple books, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boostful Travel. Yes. Uh, I kicked out on two, the educational wrestler. Uh, just one of those guys, man, I just want to enjoy his life, kicking it, you know, get his, try to get his shit together, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, man, I'm glad to be on the Robin Swim Show, man. What a fucking honor. Appreciate yeah. it. Also, following so, Kelly, what a fucking great interview with Kelly Maroney there, man. Talk about those past times of Rizmon High. Yeah. Kind of remind me of my early days, my, my salad days in wrestling. Bobby. Fucking get up and show up, you know. Slim's never seen Fast Times. He talked to me on break. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I never even heard. I didn't even know what it was. I just cut my mouth shut. <laughs> there was an interview, but read the fucking book and then watch the movie, man. It's yeah. great. Yeah, fucking... it's like one of those oh movies God. you have to watch. You watch it. Started all the fucking seriously. It started all the fucking trend for all the IE movies. It really did. Yes, it, that was like the very first one, man. You got to watch it. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving away my age. That's all. You know. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm such a fucking mark and a fan for certain things and uh, those 80s movies. You know, that Fast Time Rod, uh, Fast Times at Bridgemont High, that was one of the fucking earliest ones when you read that, what, uh, Camera Crow, when you read a fucking book and then you see the movie, it just starts off that whole fucking uh, 80s trend, man, dude. You know, it goes straight through all those movies from 16 Candles, Back to Club, the John Hughes shit all the way through to the end. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's just one of those things, man. You got to watch that. Come on, man. <laughs> So you, you, you say read comic movie she was in. You gotta you gotta watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so stuck. Well, I know I don't know nothing. I'm just <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Bobby. How did you start? How did you get into wrestling, brother? Man, I was a uh, I was such a fan of professional wrestling. I became a fan as a young kid. And uh, long story short, basically, I just I was just such a fucking fan. I watched it, and one day I was about 15 years old. I was on my way to basketball practice, and I walked by the TV set, and um, uh, handsome Jimmy Valiant at the time uh, he eventually become Boogie Woogie Man, was on our cut interview down at Memphis Wrestling. I used to get the old Memphis Wrestling. I became a fan of East with the old WWF all the way up till the uh, late uh, uh, 60s. And then I moved to this fucking small town in Kentucky. And, and all these years passed. And, so I'm about 10 now. And yeah. I, I, my brother comes out and says, hey, you got to watch this. And I walk in a house, and he's all excited, and it's fucking professional wrestling. And I missed about four years of it. Of course, we get the old Memphis tapes. Fast forward another five years, there's a guy cut an interview on Jerry Lawler, and I'm like, fuck this handsome Jimmy Valiant. He's like, I'm not out here bragging about my 19-inch pythons, brother. You know, way before Hawkster done his deal, you know. Yeah. And I, was, I told my buddy and his dad, his dad was an assistant coach, and, and, and he was going to take us to practice. I said, that's what I want to be when I grow up. And that guy looked at me, and, you know, my Bobby Blaze Medley, Malenko, the great Malenko, who I'll get to in just a second, gave me a name Bobby Blaze. My name is Bobby Smedley. I was going to ask. He said, man. You're you're crazy. That stuff is pure crazy. And I'm probably about 130 fucking pounds, basketball, football player. Yeah. Just a good athlete. Like to pat myself on the back, but honestly, I had a good basketball and football career, track career. 
And when I got out of school, man, I started lifting weights. I started training. I had about 10, 12, maybe 15 matches at the most. Um, but no one smarted me up. And I did a match in December of 88. My first match, believe it or not, was September 11th, 1988. And uh, I was in Hayside, Virginia, over here in southeastern Kentucky, or in Virginia, rather, southeastern United States, rather, excuse me. Um, so I got in a ring, and I watched these guys, and I'm like, holy fuck. Something's going on. I no one told me. You know what I'm saying? No one. But they beat the fuck out of me. I'm like, what the fuck? These, these guys, though, I was dinner with handsome Jimmy Valiant, who I just mentioned, who was Boogie Woogie at the time, uh, Hector Guerrero, who was Lasertron, and Buddy Landell, who I ended up doing a program with and making money with with Smoky Mountain Wrestling years later. And I ended up working with Jerry King Lawler, who used to be over to mid, you know, uh, Memphis Wrestling, the king. Yeah. So long story short on that, um, I was on ringside in a tag match. I'm like, holy fuck, something's going on here. No one told me this. And so I went to, I packed all my bags, packed my car in the little fucking Chevette, man. Uh, you can't kill those damn things. I packed it all down. I moved to Florida. I went to the great Malenko. Dean Malenko's dad, Boris Malenko, took me in. And I started training down there. And um, that's how I got into it. I was just a fan. No one wow. smarted me up. And eventually, Malenko was like, hey, you say you had these 10 or 12 matches, 15, whatever it is. Look, we shook our hands. He said, I want you to everything you think you know about professional wrestling. All those guys up there in Kentucky and West Virginia, God bless me. So all you do is beat the hell out of each other. He said, if you'll start from square one and let me take over your training, I'll teach you how to be a professional wrestler. And he taught me. I had already wrestled some, but not not like – not to the professional level, obviously, you know, yes. on high school, junior high team, YMCA team, those type things. But yeah. man, I just got smartened up. Like, Oh my fuck, this was fucking, this is the work. This is a business, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what happened, man. Wow. And the rest, you know, once, once, uh, Dean Malenko took over yeah. after about four months, uh, I was getting really advanced and Dean had been working, um, over in Japan quite a bit, him and his brother Jody, and they started working at the school more and more, and I was getting more advanced, so they took over, and Dean was a big influence on me. It helped me, and then after that, I just started working shows, and one thing led to another, which hopefully that's going to be my third book, one thing led to another. Um, <laughs> so I'm working that right now, but uh, yeah, yes. uh, I worked, worked all over the world. I got to travel. I went to Japan I five different that. times, Australia, South Australia, I went all over Australia on a huge tour, England, Canada, Mexico, all over 42 of the fucking 50 U.S. states. Wow. Um, you know, just, I, you just know, some it. people say luck. Some people say hard work. It was just a combination of just loving the fucking business, sometimes being in the right place, right time. Sometimes, uh, you know, life happens. And that's mm. what happened to me, man. I just was out there. Nothing happens on your fucking couch except for some fucking whore, maybe, every once in a while. <laughs> you got to leave your fucking couch and get out. And I, I went out, you know. I yes. got off the fucking couch and I've done something. Yes. So I was going to ask, that. being retired, do you ever miss it? Do you ever want to get back in the ring? Oh, man. You know, the last two days, I live in a small town. I go to the store. I played. I am on this fucking uh, retirement system. It's called the fucking uh, lottery. So I go play my lottery system. You know, I go play. That's the redneck fucking retirement system. The fucking uh, turkey ball. You know. Yeah. So I, so I go to a couple of stores and buy some tickets. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm not a fucking comedian. What are you going to say? Just shoot me. Anyway, I go play my lottery tickets. Last two fucking days, man. People's asked because I do the podcast. 
Bell to Bell podcast. And yes. I've written the books and done this and that. But again, small town, I go to about three different places. I play my lotteries. <laughs> I do this and that. Yeah. And they're like, hey, dude, I ran into someone who hadn't seen me before. I'm, hey, do you ever miss it? And I'm like, every fucking day. I every would night, think. I miss it. I would my, think, my bro. My mind does. My body does. Yeah. I was telling someone yesterday. Uh, I was telling someone yesterday, they ran into me, I hadn't seen this person in probably like maybe eight or ten years, and that's what their reference was to me, was was the, they knew I played sports in high school, they knew I had wrestled professionally, they knew I had traveled, and they was talking about, you know, okay, yeah, that was a good career, and I, and I this rain, when it rains, it fucks your body up, because you know, man, I'm not getting younger, we're all, you know, life happens. Yeah. Your body's more fucked up than a can of fish and worms, that's all I can tell you, it's fucked up. <laughs> so that rain makes your back hurt, your fucking ankles hurt, your knees, your wrists, whatever. I'm not here to bitch and only complain. But I do it all again. I do it twice as hard. I fuck more women, smoke more dope, drink more beer, and travel to more fucking countries and have half more matches. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I told that person, yes, I do miss it. And in my mind, but my body, when you get up to get off that couch Couldn't or you get up right. to get out of that car, you're like, holy fuck. It's like any other thing. It's like I'm sure these guys in NFL and NBA, I, I play football and basketball and things. Like I said, your mind says, I'm going to dribble right and I'm going to go past this guy. But when you take that dribble and you go right and a ball is three or four away, you know, steps out in front of you and you're still staying in the same position. Same thing yeah. for wrestling. You know, you're like, uh, we're going to do this spot. You know, we're going to do a tackle, drop down, leapfrog. Hit I help these young guys out. I try to uh, help uh, young people out with uh, wrestling. The couple guys right here train. And I try to give them advice and consult with them, et cetera. And I have a couple younger guys that actually do the teaching. I stand there on the side. I like what Boris Malenko did with me back in the day because he was my age now when he was coaching me. And that is I try to tell him, here's why you do this. Here's how you do this. Watch. But in my mind, I'm going – I'll show you. But if I were to show you, it'd be fucking like watching two old people fuck. You know what I'm saying? It'd be in slow motion. It'd be like, they should have already had the fucking money shot by now, and they're just now sticking it in. That's that, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's fucked up, man. So, yeah, so, yeah I do miss it in my mind, my yeah. body. And especially when you get up on a rainy morning, you're going, motherfucker. <laughs> you, you, what? You did what? You took a power bomb off the fucking top rope? Are you kidding me? <laughs> now get your ass out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> make your bed, brush your teeth, wash your hair, and get the fuck out the door. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. I was going to ask, too, Bobby, what was, the, like, the nastiest injury you've seen in your wrestling career? Oh, you, you know, God, I hate that you even ask me that. Are you? If you're not talking personally, because I've either, got a couple injuries, ribs, either teeth. Personally or that you saw small. someone else yeah. get. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I, I can't handle shit like this, okay? It grosses oh. me out to even fucking tell you this, okay? Ah. The worst, and I've, I've seen some, some really nasty shit. I'm really squeamish. So when you're asking me this, I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm holding my legs together <laughs> as I tell you this. Oh, no. I, I'm serious. When, when in Indianapolis, and it's, you can look it up on YouTube and, and, and uh, wherever else you want to look it up, it's on there, man. Uh, Stid Vicious, is, you know, he's like six fucking ten. He fucking powerbombed me. He fucking choked slammed me. He fucking about broke my goddamn neck. And that's a straight shoot. But 
in Indianapolis. It was Sid, and it was wrestling the Steiners. And when Sid Vicious jumped off the rope, and he broke his fucking leg. And that bone pretty much come out of his boot on the side. I watched that, and I fucking squimished, man. I mean, I got sick to my fucking stomach. And I thought, you know, and I don't mean this bad. I try to talk shit on people. I don't like to shit on people. Yeah. But at the time, I thought of all the fucking people that happened to that fucking asshole deserves it. He's hurt so many fucking people. But, yes. but yes. as I've gotten older, and, that, and, and as soon as that moment passed, because you don't wish, you know, I don't wish ill on anyone, professionally no. or otherwise. After that passed, I thought, oh, because that was my first thought, like, you fucking asshole, you couldn't do that right? You wanted to do this to other people and hurt them, but you couldn't do this? Yeah. But my point being, once it was over, that two-second flash of your mind, I thought, oh, my God, that's a fellow athlete. That's a fellow wrestler. Yeah. You know, I don't care that he dropped me on my head or I don't care that he's tried to – he never intentionally tried to hurt anyone. He didn't drop me, tried, drop me on my head, whatever. I'm just saying, Yeah. when you see that fucking thing snap – Mm. Oh, my God. It made me sick to oh. my fucking stomach, man. Oh. So that was one of the worst ones I've seen. I saw one time in uh, a small town of West Virginia, uh, uh, two guys were wrestling, uh, Chris Candido and Tracy Smothers, when I was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And Chris moved to Tracy. It was a ladder match. And, dude, he hit the – and if you watch WWE, there was a ladder match where the, the, the ladder come up and hit a guy in the face. That's been one of the uh, – uh, ladder tables, chairs, matches, whatever back in the day for WWF or WWE or whatever. Mm. I saw that on pay-per-view years ago, but in person, man, Chris moved and Tracy hit the ladder, hit it real high, and instead of hitting it midway, hit it real high, they just kept going over. You're like 15 fucking feet up in the air, and he went straight up in the air and straight down on his fucking head onto the concrete. And, 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 and me and Robert Gibson from Rock and Roll Express, we immediately knew it was hurt. We ran out, disrupted oh. the match, and tried to get him fucking, you know, Know, head busted open. He's got a concussion. It's all you know, just shit like that that Ooh. you just shit happens. You yes. know, you don't want to see it, but you do. Yeah, Personally, I put <laughs> yeah. the fire bomb off the top rope four nights in a row, and uh, every night I just lay there because the first night I thought I'm fucking dead. Dude, and Kevin Sullivan, who I have nothing but respect for, after that first night he said, Bobby. After that fucking because I got up eventually and done some stuff. Yeah, he said, Bobby. After that power bomb, you don't move. You're dead. And I said, well, that's the way I feel. He I said, was just going to say, I and did you're that. You're dead fucking white. Yeah. <laughs> I did so backyard wrestling, Bobby. There. And I took it the next three nights, and it got over, because I think Kevin Sullivan has one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling, as does Jim Cornette. When I laid there, because I took that fucking huge power bomb, and I couldn't move. Yes. Um, I was dead fucking white, and Chris sold it like, holy fuck. I fucked this guy's world up. And I sold it as such because I did. I was like incapacitated Dude, waiting for him to come It takes the air out of you. It takes the fucking air got, out of you, right? And it, yes, sir. And it yes. got over so much better that I didn't ever get up off of it <laughs> that when we went to the finish, it meant that much more. Yeah. And I talk about that and pin me, pay me. And then, uh, you know, I talk about uh, those passing through. I, you know, there's been so many numerous deaths in professional wrestling. In both my books, I talk about that. Some of the guys that I do personally that, you know, passed on. And uh, Chris, you know, rest his soul. And, and, and Mark Curtis, the referee of that match. It's just one of those things that, you know, that you've done during your career. And I thought when he come to me with that idea, because he saw it on some Japanese 
Japanese tape. And I and I used to watch Japanese tapes all the time when I was down in Tampa the Malenko's. They were that's crazy. The thing. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Yes. He's like, yeah. I was going to ask if you did and that I'm extreme like, okay. Japanese wrestling. I, I didn't know if you did that shit, like on the razor blades or like. The- <laughs> nothing like that. No, not into that hardcore shit. Okay. No, you know. Yeah. No, uh, you know, no, no, no jumping into fucking light bulbs or razor blades or none of that for me, man. I've had enough fucking injuries without that kind of uh, adding that. Don't add that. <laughs> no. I dude. will pursue my own risk without adding other fucking risks. <laughs> I was gonna say too. We're talking about wrestling. We're talking about your books. I saw you have a Christmas book called uh, Seasons Fucking Greetings. Is that? Yeah, Seasons Fucking Greetings. <laughs> my best Christmas. Ever, yeah, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, on eBay or shit, eBay, Amazon. It's just an ebook, as I was trying to say. It's just about fifteen page short story. I'm working some short stories. I've got yard time. I worked in a federal prison for about two years in between all my training and about fifty matches I had, and before I signed my first contract. That's called yard time. I well, saw I'm that book, too. To I didn't know if you and, were in um, prison. I didn't uh, know if you were. I ran a wrestling show, you know, in the prison. And then I did the other book was, you know, like you was talking about, uh, Seasons Fucking Greetings. And it's just about <laughs> when I was like 19 years old, uh, getting in a car for fucking uh, one of my aunts who, you know, she's going to take us on this big fucking Christmas you know, week in Baltimore, Maryland, where Jeremy. I was originally from. Yes. And uh, she's going to pay, my grandmother's going to pay for, you know, me and my brother and my cousin. She was taking us, and it's just, and we, it is a, we're like, we're like literally, we start off 8.30 in the morning, it doesn't happen, we don't leave till like 8.30 at night, we, we get about two miles into West Virginia from Kentucky, and my aunt's like, all right, she's already, I don't know how many fucking pills, she's already fucking popped, she's dead now, God rest her soul, but he's like, just saying, we're like, I got, you gotta pull over, and I'm the oldest, I'm like, just turn 20, she's like, can you drive? I said, I already knew that was coming. Older too long. I do the whole fucking life. You know, I'm 20 years old in college. I'm already like, she's already fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So she gets in the back, and we're in a fucking Ford Pinto. A fucking like 75 Ford Pinto, man. And my brother and cousin get in the front seat, which is bucket seat, so they have to squeeze in so her big fat ass can get in the back so she can sleep her fucking dope off. And I got to drive. And I get fucking lost. I've never driven on the highway very much, at least sober. But anyway, she's back there store like a fucking lumberjack after a fucking 14-hour fucking cutting wood is down. And I'm like, God damn. We end up way over, way off course. It takes us about 14 hours for a fucking six-hour trip, you know, seven-hour trip, whatever. And we just have a fucking blast, man. They stick us with, they got this big house that I go to this great aunt or great aunt, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. She's going, oh, yeah, y'all got to come. She invites us. We go, it's worse. You fucking think, you think monsters or think fucking Adam's family times 10. We get to this fucking house. <laughs> my brother takes over one of the bedrooms that's on one of the level floors. My cousin and I end up in a fucking attic above the fucking house, like the goddamn back cave or something <laughs> on top. <laughs> and it's got a broken fucking window and it's 13 degrees in Baltimore in December. And we're fucking covered Holy up with shit. fucking sheets and blankets and fucking like two homos or something. Like, what the fuck? And we got a light bulb on trying to keep us warm from that fucking light bulb. It's, it just turned out oh to be the God. best Christmas ever, man. Yeah, I was going to say. It's fucked up. It's fun. Yeah. Everything I talk about, it happened. It's it happened. true. I just have a way of telling people about it, man. I love you it. Know. 
I'm yeah. a storyteller, that's all. Yeah. And I try not to have to bullshit, elaborate any further. That's just the way I talk. That's just the way I am. I'm animated. My dreams are vivid. Uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I always went through it. Both my books end with No Regrets. My, my main two books, Timmy Pay Me, and, and then uh, I kicked out on two. They both end with the same thing. I regret nothing. Because like I said earlier, I'd do it all again. I smoke more dope, I drink more beer, I fuck more women, and I have more matches, you know. And anything else I've done, I've probably done it to excess of anything. It's like Blake said, you know, the road of, what is it, the, the, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeking all the fucking wisdom there is. Yeah, you're, you <laughs> and got I'm it. I'm on that fucking road. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, I wanted to ask too, um, before we run out of time, your podcast, how did you meet your co-host? Yeah, so yeah, I met Jeremy. Jeremy's been really good to me, man. I met him. He's at the uh, Geekish Cast on Twitter. He got a hold of me, kind of like you all did. You know, hey, you want to do the, you want to do my podcast? Uh, he was interested in my book, pin me, pay me at the time. And so, props out to Jeremy, and props out to the Geekish Cast, his podcast. And hey, I'm just glad to build your podcast and the Rob and Slim Show. I appreciate it very much. Um, so he got a hold of me and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in talking about, you know, basically what we all just talked about in my books, my wrestling, etc." And then he got a hold of me a few months later and said, "Hey, would you be interested?" and talking about how to promote books because that's something I do with my Twitter account. I'm at BobbyBlade744, just so you know. Uh, I, you get them fucking self-plugs, and I'll fucking do some shameless plugs. I'll give you more plugs than a fucking anal plug, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'll give you some more cheap plugs than a fucking anal plug. How's that? I don't know what to tell you. I'm at BobbyBlade744 on Twitter. That's my social media. That's all I use. Fuck Facebook. I don't use it. I like Twitter. It's thick, it's fast, and I do it. It's but anyways, so I went back on. I promoted my books and told them how I like to use Twitter as my business. I like to use Twitter for get my books out there. I, I, I here's what I do with my Twitter. I keep it very positive. I put over podcasts. I put over books and authors, and I put over pro wrestling. So I, it's positive thoughts. It's books and authors. It's podcast and pro wrestling. Everything else comes to go. I'll do advertising for people or do whatever they need. Yeah. I help people out because I want these people like to pay it forward. I, I feel honored and privileged to be on this podcast. Uh, I'm glad that people are listening. I enjoy Kelly's interview. I listened to one of your podcasts earlier today. And it's one of those things, you know what? I just, I like putting over other people's podcasts. I like putting over people's other people's books. Because you know what? They're all one paycheck away from fucking uh, being uh, homeless or, or shell, you know, uh, maybe without food or, or whatever. Yeah. Or one person away from someone saying, you know what? I'm going to pay it for it. I'm going to help this person. I'm going to bother book i always say this man i walked outside the store one time in la and a guy had a dvd he's like hey man you want to buy my dvd it's five bucks it's, about, it's, it's, it's a movie i made it's my self-made movie yeah and i gave the guy five fucking dollars and i said to myself you know what five dollars won't break me yeah but it may yeah. help build up that other guy exactly. you know what i'm saying yes. so, when someone buys a $5 wrestling ticket or a $5 DVD from me or they buy my book, you know, or they download it or whatever, they may not, it may not break them, but it helps me build up myself and it gives you the self-esteem to, to not only do I pay it forward through someone maybe's GoFund or pay it forward through buying someone else's book or, or, or someone else's t-shirt or donate to their podcast or whatever, that five dollars goes a long fucking way. So you pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, kind of yeah. like that. 
that, that's just my deal, man. It's like $5 won't break me, and I'll have $5 for everyone. So don't you motherfuckers start hitting me up with Bobby Blaze 744 for $5. If nothing else, send me $4.99. Save your fucking penny. I'll just take $4.99. Send it to Bobby Blaze 744 on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Buy my fucking books. Pin me, pay me. Have peaceful travel. Uh, download a copy of fucking uh, Season's fucking Green my favorite Christmas ever. Do whatever you want to do. But here's the thing. My point is this. Pay it forward. Be good to each other. If more people, you know, were more kind to each other in the world, the world would be a so much better fucking place. Have a good time. Enjoy life and those type things. When people are struggling, man, that $5, if you got it, help that other person out because you know why? It may build that person up. And if you got it and it doesn't break you, help that person out, man. Whether it's 99 cent or 49 or, or whatever it is, that's the deal. And then, you know what? Even if you're not seeking it, it'll come back to you tenfold. It'll just come back. That's just the way the world works. Throw it out there in the universe, and it'll come back to you, man. And, and some days you may be starving. Some days you may be like, what am I going to fucking do for the day? What am I going to do here or there or whatever? But you know what? You get through it, and you're like, holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's all because maybe you've done that one act of kindness for someone else, not expecting anything in return. Yeah. Maybe you pay something forward for someone, that someone does something nice for you, like putting you on another podcast. This does wonders for me. People don't understand. When you put someone on a podcast, you got the reach you reach they don't understand you're doing something so kind so i appreciate you guys for giving me the opportunity to come on to your podcast and i i, I sincerely mean it from my heart it means so much to someone like me because i'm gonna take this opportunity to pay this forward you know what i'm saying i will help someone else out in return for doing this podcast and so i'll put over your podcast i'll put over your books i'll put over your wrestling events i'll put over your you know uh, the positive thoughts and things and and yeah we can all get hateful and nasty and negative and laugh and joke and all that but the bottom line is like i said five dollars won't break me yeah but it might help build up the other person so pay it fucking forward man Oh, man, thank you for letting me be a part of your fucking podcast. Thank you, Bobby. It was amazing. Thank (laughs) you, brother. Hey, man, thank you, guys. I'm going to keep putting you over. Send me anything you want tonight. I got 160,000 people on Twitter that follow me. Whether they fucking interact or not, you know what? A lot of them do. I got a real good fan base. I'll fucking tweet out stuff for your shows. I'll tweet out anything you want me to. Uh, I enjoyed listening to Kelly's interview, and I wish you guys life's best. I mean that most sincerely. I have no secret agenda. Hey, Robin Slim, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. And when I tell people this all the time, life's best to you. I sincerely mean that to you. I want nothing less than life has to offer you for your lives, man. Keep up the good work and keep up the fucking podcast. And I'm sorry about all the F-bombs. That's just the way I talk, man. That's just me. And I write like I talk, so buy a fucking book. <laughs> There's a lot of F-bombs in the book. That's a lot of fucking F-bombs. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. If you like if you throw the F-bombs, I'm glad you fucking liked it. <laughs> yes. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. No problem, Bobby. Have a good one. You too. Life's best. Life's best, Bobby. We will be back. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. 
for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Roadkills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Roadkills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting for you. Enjoy the ride. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee, the editor and creator fluffer for comics watching comics and you're listening to the robin slim show robin slim show hello anthony it's anthony yeah anthony Kaffer. how you doing i'm pretty good how, how, how are you guys is this am i on right now yeah yes, we're, we're live we're in it we're in it right oh, now anthony. Nice. how are you guys <laughs> good good comedian musician filmmaker and cartoonist and author Nice. Yes, and and narcissist. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> That's it. You That's, gotta, you have, have to, to be to be in entertainment. If you're yes. gonna say all the other ones. Yes, it's like I love what I say. So should you. So should you. So should everybody. <laughs> so should everybody. Everybody should know how brilliant I am in all different mediums. Yes. How long have you? Well, how long have you been doing it? And what did you do first? I did music first. I played in a bunch of bands since I was a kid. Uh, started playing music when I was like 10. Started playing live shows, like, you know, early high school, I guess. Uh, mostly was a drummer, but I always played a little guitar and I always wrote songs, sort of just kept them to myself for a while. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I did that for a while. 
And I started making these kind of funny videos with my friends, like sketch videos or short film kind of things that were funny. And sort of experimenting with cartoons a little bit and some stop motion stuff or whatever. But nothing like high quality, just kind of messing around <laughs> at home. Are we allowed to curse on this? Fuck yes. Okay. Yeah, so we're just fucking around at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, shitty cameras and stuff like that. But, uh, so I did that, but that, I started doing that around the time that a bunch of bands I was in were breaking up. So I just kind of started exploring, you know, maybe I was just having a lot more fun doing com- comedy type things, but I still wasn't really doing live comedy. So, uh, I, know, I just kept making these videos and then I, I put out like this album of fake kid songs. Yeah, I was, loved like, it. Sort of a comedy album. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, uh, like, songs for children to cry to. And there were yeah. songs like "These for Divorce. These <laughs> for Divorce. There's yeah. no Santa. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like the, the, the gateway from music into, from serious music into, into comedy. Cool. Uh, you know, and stand, stand up and stuff like that. And, uh, and then the first few years that I was doing stand up, I uh, was working as a video editor in the daytime. And uh, so, um, that's sort of how I, I never really made, I mean, I made, I've made videos, but I didn't really consider myself a filmmaker, Yeah. but I, I, I really kind of learned how to work on these kind of art, these experimental art films. And uh, I think that really uh, made me want to make stuff. I wanted to make films that looked as cool as these art films, but had a little bit more of a sense of humor. Yes, uh, and weren't super pretentious all the time. You know? I saw some of your Take series, your uh, glaring, or is it glaring silence? Your film oh, series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it was like. It was like experimental, like next level, like yeah, comedy slash, like surreal, yeah. warped. Yeah, surreal, absurd, kind of uh, just. Uh, I wanted to make something that was as interesting as it was funny. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if I did, but that was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I saw pizza, the pizza episode. That was crazy. Oh, the pizza. <laughs> yeah. That was a, yeah, that was a little weird. That was, uh, was a lot of improv. And, okay. And just kind of trying stuff out and experimenting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to, I wanted it to get real, real weird. Um, you know, just so that you're not even sure if this is supposed to be reality or yes. dream or, or what's yeah. happening. I was going to ask you, is your stand-up like that? Or do you do a more uh, conventional approach? My stand-up? Yes. Is it is it as experimental as your films are, or <laughs> is it more traditional? I'm trying. It sort of depends on how much I, I think I'm able to get away with. You know, I try to push it as far as I can in a comedy club. Um but there's like there's there's stuff that I'm that I try to do, like tonight actually, I'm doing a, a show in uh, I'm in uh, I'm in Orange County. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing it's like a music. It's mostly bands playing on the show tonight, and oh, wow. a couple of comedians. But I'll probably do like some some funniest songs, song like yes. stuff that maybe wouldn't work in a comedy club, but it's it's songs that are that are funny but um i feel like comedy music is 
better if you don't try to insert punchlines in unnecessary places. Because mm, yes. what's great about music is like having those moments where it can just be a good, it could just make you feel good. You don't have to laugh at every single line in a song to like it. So I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to blur the lines as much as I can about like what is considered uh, comedy. Right. <laughs> I was going to ask too. But I'm doing stand-up. I, you know, I, I write like a lot of one-liners and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it usually starts out with a, a sort of traditional structure and then I figure out how to keep getting weirder and weirder <laughs> and more experimental without, hopefully without losing too much of the room. In your act, you, you do a lot of your music, correct? I do, yeah. I okay. do jokes. I, I play. I play music and tell oh. jokes at the same time sometimes. And then I have uh, sometimes I'll do funny songs. Uh, uh, depends, you know, how, how much, how long of a set I'm I'm doing. Okay, that's cool. That's crazy. How do you have a feel for that? Like, do you just try one thing and see if it if it works? And then if it doesn't, you go for the other? Like, how, how do you judge that? Uh, it's sort of like if I'm working on, uh, if I'm working on new stuff, then I'm going to mostly do that. I'm going to be like, uh, like I, I'm working on an album now. So I was doing a lot more songs, even if I was doing short, short sets, like in New York City at a club or something. I would still just do the songs every night and then do a couple of, couple of new songs and then go into jokes and if it's a short set that's sort of like a weird change of tone uh but i do it anyway because that's what i'm that's what i'm working on yeah and just just try to figure out how to make uh in front of that audience so that it's not so jarring to them where they're confused like is this guy a comedian or a musician you know <laughs> hopefully hopefully you get them on board because you don't have as much time to get them to know who you are or what you're about. Yeah. But with longer sets, with longer sets, it's great because I can sort of just do a little of everything. I have enough time to do a couple songs. I have enough time to do like a bunch of jokes. So it's, uh, you know, longer ones are, that's when you get to really, you kind of do all of the, all of the parts together that you work on. Nice, nice. I was going to ask too. What are who are some of your favorite comedians? Favorite comedians? I would say Stephen Wright is probably my favorite comedian. Um, nice. Mitch Hedberg. That's who I thought um, when I saw you. I'm like you. Yeah. yeah. I just would figure that would be one of your favorites because he is amazing, <laughs> yeah. and you remind oh, yeah. me of him. One of the best. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying. I, the, you know those two. Are are really big just the just the structure of a of a, a tight joke, and then also getting weird, you know, and <laughs> yeah. finding a way to get the audience to get weirder than they thought that they wanted to. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask too. What is your short film Pen Fifteen about? Oh God! Is that even a line? That's uh, that's one of the see. That's one of the videos that I made with my friends uh, before I was really doing stand up. Oh. That was sort of did this. Um, we did like a sort of. I guess we're supposed to be detectives, and we're uh, 
You know, it sounds so dumb now, but it seems funny when we were writing it. Yeah, it was like uh, there's, uh, there's these two detectives, and they are their big case. You know that they're trying to crack, they're trying to catch this this uh, murderous pen, and so uh, there's a, this like stoner dude. He's like. <laughs> trying to write down some phone number for something and he doesn't have his pen and he's looking for it and then his pen calls him up and then it's one of those things where the call's coming from inside the house and the, <laughs> the pen sort of like ties this dude up and then me and my, my detective friend, we have to come in and, you know, we have shotguns and a musket and we're trying to, we're trying to get this pen you know? I thought it was a penis you <laughs> oh yeah well that's the whole thing the, when, when kids used to, I don't know if kids even do that anymore they're like, they're like hey do you want to join the 1015 club and then you're like yeah if you want to join I just got to write 1015 on your hand and then you write it out and it says penis yeah. but I, I don't know if kids do that anymore but. I don't know Kids say they don't they don't write anymore. I don't think I don't think they even, they they don't <laughs> oh, even yeah, know it's how. All, they, they just text it to each other. <laughs> yeah, or they like, or they say, "Let me see your phone. I'll post it on your Facebook page." So like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It'll be like, "Hey, I'm I'm gay or something." <laughs> and their Facebook in it, and you're supposed to you're supposed to laugh at it. Uh, <laughs> right. or, or they'll just send each other uh, like eggplant emojis. Yes. That's a new thing, the eggplant emoji. I never knew that was such a thing. And yeah, no, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about eggplant emojis now. It is. That's the next thing. <laughs> I want to figure out, like, the next one before anyone else does. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to send future. ones that don't make any sense that you never really see. Like, uh, like, the other day, I just, for no reason, in, in response to something unrelated, I just sent the uh, the squid one. <laughs> I, I was in like one of those text threads where somebody said something and then everybody suddenly like thumbs up. Hold on. Sorry. I started playing your song, Anthony. I'm sorry. This is great because I just interrupted myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was making sure I, I emailed it to Slim because my computer wasn't working earlier. So I'm like, let me make sure I emailed it. And I started playing it on accident, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucked up. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> it does. It's, it's great. I heard. I listened to it earlier. I was like, wow, it's just, it's it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. It's better, just... than, it's better than listening to talk. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, so... I don't do stories with my act because I'm not very good at telling stories, which you are learning the hard way during this phone conversation. <laughs> oh, shit. I want to ask you, too. I saw you tweeted that somebody stole one of your tweets, like, as a joke. Oh, yeah. Do you... Yeah. Does that make you not want to tweet jokes? Like, it, it was word for word. Wait, like, like they did it in a stand-up? Like, you tweeted no, something and... they oh. tweeted something he tweeted, like, earlier, like, two days earlier. They tweeted it like word yeah, it for was, word. It was so I could just say what the tweet was if you want. So yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I tweeted uh, this was right after all, like a couple weeks ago. So now in internet time, this is like a, a lifetime ago. Yeah. But this was this was uh, all of Trump's. I think his lawyers and whoever was getting arrested at the time. There's so many now that I don't even remember <laughs> who was. But like two people got arrested that. Uh, they were, it was like in the news, and then he did another rally 
like later that day <laughs> and there were these uh these like locker up kind of chants going on and it's like really weird timing so i i tweeted if um if donald trump wanted hillary clinton to get locked up he should have put her in his cabinet yes and so that was like instantly and I didn't even know if it was funny. Like, I was texting that to my co- comedian friends. I was like, is this like, can I tweet this? I don't know if this is good. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know. Give it a shot. See what happens. And then it started really getting a lot of attention. Yes. Just on its own. And um, somebody turned it into a meme for this uh, this political, it's called Snarky Democrat. It's like a Facebook uh, page that has, uh, like, I don't know, 100,000 fans or whatever and so they turned it into a meme uh but it credited me it was like a drawing that i did of, of some one of my cartoons of myself okay. and then it had the quote and it had my website and it yeah. credited me and then uh and then like later that night into the next morning it turned into people took that uh took the quote and turned it into other memes where it was like a picture of hillary and the first ones had my same credit, had my website and stuff. And then somebody else took that meme and then clapped it so that my name wasn't on it anywhere. And so oh. all of these were circulating. Mm. And people were, it was on Reddit. It became one of those Kermit drinking tea memes, which is weird because the joke doesn't really fit the structure of what the, those jokes are supposed to be. But uh, <laughs> you created but a monster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really work as that meme, but you know, it was, it, from all the people that stole the joke from me, I, that was the one that made me closest to feeling good because it's uh, at this point it's so iconic that I was like, you know what? If somebody's going to steal it, at least it's Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, so then it was all of these things like within a day. All of these things existed. And then it was actually, I I know because it was so close to the time that it was almost to the minute, 48 hours uh, later, this other account tweeted the same joke with the same exact words. And uh, I mean, changed really nothing about it. They didn't capitalize cabinet. That was the only difference. The wording, all the wording for all of these memes and all the wording was exactly the same yeah uh and so this other account has like a, you know has a lot more followers than i do so the tweet did a lot better like was pretty it was i guess viral i guess uh yeah just from that twitter and then with all the other all of those memes like it's it, it actually was viral. i heard it was going in uh going out through emails like those emails that you used to get in the 90s that had like jokes and Oh, I think we were saying like Nigerian prince emails. Like you're you're the Nigerian prince's uh, heir, so give me your credit card. Somebody, (laughs) I I mean, I don't know, but somebody, people were just tweeting things at me like, hey, I saw this on this, and sending me like all these memes. And so when I started to like speak up about it, I guess people just assumed that somehow I was scouring the internet for like to see if my content you know it's like i didn't even know <laughs> i only knew about all of this stuff because people were sending it to me because, that's what i was gonna ask how you found it out yeah yeah i had no idea because wow. i was just i tweeted it yes. and it was doing really well for me and yeah. I was like, oh this is great and then 
I saw that there were some memes people were, so at first I was like, oh, this is cool. And then the more I kept getting things from people, I was like, wait a minute, okay, now they're taking it, okay, now my name's not on it. And then the tweet, I was like, oh, that really is, that, that really sucks because it's the difference between, I think that one got like, I don't know, 150,000 likes or something, retweets or something like that, and yeah. mine, got like I don't know got like 7,000 likes and it got uh, 2,000 retweets or something which is the most I've ever had yeah I've never had that must not, be nice it's not, not close yeah not even, yes. not even close it's 10 times as, as, as much as what mine was exactly so but then the other thing other interesting thing from what I think <laughs> I, I posted it on like maybe five days later I posted it on Reddit as like a sort of stand-up shots you know, section. I don't know if you know that one. Uh, and so uh, immediately people were accusing me of stealing the joke. Oh, you stole wow. that person's wow. wow. Which was so crazy. I just spent the whole week fighting for people to know that it was were. stolen from me, yes. and it was all over Reddit for that whole for like the, the whole five days. It was in, it was like that Kermit thing was on Reddit. Mm -hmm. All the, all of the variations of it had been all over Reddit for you like stole the, that. the past five days. Yeah. So by the time somebody came across me, whether it was a tweet or whether it was like the stand-up shot thing, uh, you know, it's like it's just a weird feeling because you say something and no one knows who you are, and then this this thing that you wrote becomes bigger than you and then when people know who you are they're like eh, it's not even that original anyway i've been hearing this everywhere and it's, <laughs> it's like yeah you heard it everywhere because i said it a week ago i was the one that <laughs> fucking made you hear it yes exactly holy shit so it's really bizarre because <laughs> then it's at a point where like i don't even know if the person who tweeted the joke even saw my tweet or if they just saw, saw one of the memes, one of or... the memes. Mm. I don't know if, if it was a meme. I don't know if they saw a credited meme or if they saw one that was uncredited. Or, yeah. or I mean, you know, they could have been at the bar with their friend and their friend said it, and they're, he was like, yes. "Oh, I'm gonna tweet that." That's oh funny. yeah, yeah. Can I that's, tweet that? That's yeah. true too. Yes. Yeah. I never it even could thought be anything. Yeah. I mean, we, what I know for sure is that this person doesn't think that they wrote it, but it's hard to even know if they were aware that I said it you know said it two days first, first on, 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 on twitter you know as a tweet and not just because some of those accounts they look for kind of memes and things that are not necessarily on twitter because then it's, it's easy to find out who said a tweet first you know, yeah so just search first but if you're searching like if you're stealing from a meme you can't really prove mm. It's harder to prove. So well, that's we like can prove it. We'll, we'll prove my... it right now. We'll get that. We'll get them. We'll get them, Anthony. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, man. But it, you know, it's like so many weeks ago that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I want to be. I want to at least have something stolen. I want to be that good. Where somebody steals. Yeah, <laughs> I hope people steal all my tweets. So. I, I, I was going to ask, like, if it if it's made you not want to tweet things. Now. That's what I was going to ask, but no, I want to so, tweet more. It. Uh, I already. I already knew that it's not a great idea to tweet 
jokes that I'm working on from my acts. Yes. So I don't do that as much when I was a, when like a new comedian. I would do that a lot more. But I've had a couple of friends that had some some jokes that they do in their act stolen and turned you know gone viral in a similar kind of way. And so I try to be a little more careful. Like until I put out something on an album or a special or whatever kind of thing I I do, yeah. I try not to uh, try not to put it out on Twitter or you know somewhere like that. I, I try not to even put all of it on YouTube until it's ready to be presented. But like uh, yeah. But but I but I have to you know you have, as a comedian you have to tweet you have to be funny every day. So what I end up doing on Twitter is just like. I mean, now it's all Trump because it's, it's just like the only goddamn thing anymore. But, uh, you know, it's just more topical. So it could be, you know, whatever kind of I usually just whatever is being talked about on yeah. Twitter. And then I just try to be like, all right, well, maybe I can maybe I can, you know, say say something here. And, you know, <laughs> but I don't uh China, this wasn't as big of a deal because it wasn't a joke that I was really going to do anything with. It was just a okay. throwaway. I saw. But I saw the what? attention would have been nice, you know, to like get my name out. Yeah. If it was going to be so popular. Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy. But, you know, I guess I'll just write another one. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't wait to see it and steal it. <laughs> I'll just give it to you. You might as well just the whole thing. <laughs> we should just do that to each other. Uh, yeah, we'll just steal each other's shit back and forth. <laughs> or like what you do is is like Anthony can give, give Rob's uh, a joke. Rob can tweet it, and then Anthony can come out and be like, "I had that joke first. I you did stole that first, it from me." And oh, you can, yes. And you have like, a, and then it turns into a thing. Yeah, yeah. We can have this like feud. <laughs> This feud going yeah. on. <laughs> it is funny. People like the feud. Yeah, they do. Yep. Trust me. When, when this other thing happened, it like it really. I think people got behind the cause. If anything, like some people really were on my side and felt like this was something that uh, kind of needs to be addressed a little more. Because a lot mm. of comedians have their stuff stolen every day. I figure. And like, there's a lot of social media accounts that make money stealing. <clears throat> jokes from people that are you know that they can steal from people that are like a little more obscure just know, a little guy yep. do, yeah the little guy and it, and it does have a negative effect uh even though when you try to talk about it people are like come on well, well welcome to the internet bro like, come on <laughs> stop being come sensitive on, just, yeah you just, did it it's, it's your really fault, a funny bro. comic just like just write some more stuff man <laughs> what do you expect it's like, <laughs> then you turn into the bad guy somehow so yeah like, you don't want to keep just kind of <laughs> you don't want to keep that guy from working <laughs> yeah uh, oh whatever right it's a bummer Anthony, we had to wrap this up to you, but thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You let me ramble on, and, and that was nice. I, didn't, I don't have to go to therapy this week, so that's good. <laughs> I will send you the bill, and where can everybody find you? <laughs> Catch me if you can. <laughs> I'm tweeting that right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we will play, Anthony, as we uh, end this. I'm going to play your song. It is called This Is the Single. 
This is the single. Yeah, I'm working on a meta concept uh, music comedy album. It's called uh, Comedy Songs Are Not Funny, or it will be called that when I release it. Awesome. Uh, and the single is called This Is The Single. And dude, yes, you have it down to a science. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you. We will talk oh, to you soon, my book? Yes. <laughs> How's your okay. book? Yeah, I have a... Uh, or you, uh, I, I could do it, or you could do it. I don't know. I, just, I have a book. Book the book. It's the best name the of book. any book. Is that what it is? It's yes, book the it's book? called Book the Book. It's called Book the Book. Yes. Yeah. Do you have to book the book? You gotta have it. It's it's you the book, book it to though. Have. Is it the book telling me the story? I wanted to. I add that down in the notes. Too. It's sort of. It's sort of. Yeah, it's a meta book. It like narrates itself a little bit, uh, but then it's got like kind of funny one panel comics and so it's like essays and short stories and jokes okay it's like the deadpool of books <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm glad somebody finally said it <laughs> where is it available anthony uh on amazon or on my website which is anthonycapfer.com awesome definitely yes all Bye. right thank you brother Thanks, guys. We will talk to you soon. All right. I hope so. Have a good one. I'm going to play. This is a single. All right. If it plays, I don't know. Play it on the email. But I tried playing, um, I don't know, whatever. Spotify earlier wouldn't play. But I'm going to try to play it right now. Otherwise, I emailed it to you. No, I'll bring it up in case you can't get it. It's still, yeah, it's, let's see. It's really good. Remind me of like John Lajois. Really huge, don't refuse, I need you You look like single, cause I'm using hypnotic suggestions No one likes music anymore, but please make an exception This song is in a major key, it's automatically happy And even though I'm making fun of you just can't help but move your feet <laughs> To the beat In the street Oh baby, now repeat Do you love my single? Well, you should Because everyone else does Kind of sounds like Weird Al a little bit go back. A little bit She's yeah. better proven by science This is a key change There it is <laughs> This is a key change All good singles have so here is another key change If you want to fit in and be cool Say that you look like single Fear of being rejected by your peers Makes you love like single The single is starting to wind down Now this is the outro This is the end, this 
That was awesome. Fucking awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be... This is the end. This is the end. <laughs> That's not over yet. It's not. This is the last time. Here we go. Now the single is over. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually just a good outro for the show. I was yeah. like, all right, the show's over. And then he chimed in. This is the ah, end. Is <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be on again next week, Wednesday, 6 to 9.30. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed the days when Slamborghini would sign us out. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking where's Ron and Cheese? Or right. Ron, Frankie and Driz, whatever they are. We'll see ya. Okay, have a crappy weekend. Hope your house burns down. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Fat Moles Radio. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,